Wakey, wakey, Iggy Biggy. Tis the Smart Coast Morning Show, blasting awesome sauce all over your interwebs. Is it really awesome, that it's sauce? pretty awesome. Is it? Yeah. All right. Well, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Smodcast Morning Show on the Smodco Internet Radio Network. Uh, you're listening to the Tuesdays Morning Show with me, Marty, James, manning the boards, boarding the man, yes. Bill, and Steve. Kruger on the uh, on the steel drums. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Cornrows. And Just Bill's- got back from the... From the from Grand Bahamians. The islands. The islands, Bob. <laughs> and then we've got... Um, I would love to see you hanging out in the Bahamas. That would just be a blast. That's good. <laughs> I'm not taking my shirt off. <laughs> I, have a, I have a great body. What are you talking about? Yeah, it's just you don't want to burn that precious alabaster skin of yours. It's very white. <laughs> um, and uh, then the awesome sauce provided by Bill. Thank you for the awesome sauce. Yes. Anytime. Is it a sauce or, or is, is, a great it, supply? is it a au jus? <laughs> I guess it <laughs> depends on how you use it. By the way, uh, Dan will be joining us. He had to run back home and grab something, but he will be joining us shortly. His wit. Yes. And uh, um, and then, let's see, PDG wants to know, hey, James, you rocking some of your Via Capone as I, a pre-show song? I awesome. certainly was. Nice. What is Via Capone? That's uh, my uh, stage name, my rap name. Is it really? Yeah, that's, that's uh, my I, album. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah. What's your rap name, Marty? Uh, MC. MC something racist. <laughs> you, can, you can rap. <laughs> you can I can rap. rap. I just can't say the word. If I can rap, you can rap. What is that, like a minute before the, uh, the Chinese character comes out? Uh, oh, I was doing it all morning. I couldn't wait. Oh my doing God. it in the car. This is awful. No, come on. We're going to talk about something serious. No. Yes. That's what we always Sequestration. do. Sequestration. No. Oh. No, no. The big news this past week in government was uh, Rob Portman, the senator from... Uh, were you just making Chinese eyes at me, you fucker? <laughs> That's impossible. Those are South Korean eyes, you fucking racist. Yeah. Yeah. How dare you? Are you having allergy problems? <laughs> I'm just wiping the eye boogers out. That's all. That's delicious. It's early. It's really early. Uh, so, Rob Portman, the... Uh, you must know Rob Portman. He's the great <laughs> senator from Ohio. Woohoo! Yay, Ohio! Luckily, <laughs> but... Um, Birthplace of the most presidents. Oh, the state with the most presidents All right. born in it. And as he was saying, <laughs> leaders that, of the free world, us Ohioans, us Buckeyes. As Bill was saying that, he was wagging a finger in the air <laughs> triumphantly. Uh, so Rob Portman, he came out and reversed his stance against gay marriage. So he's, he's gay a, now. No, he's a Republican. His son came out gay. Uh, around a year ago, he came out. He went in the oven. He came out gay. <laughs> <laughs> he, he went into the. I don't think you leave this in long gay. enough. Uh, uh, yeah, he came out. He didn't come out gay. Well, he, no, you could. Come, can I come out straight? Yeah, you oh. could. You could uh, come out as a. I'm going to come know, out as a black guy. Or, no, no, hiding a, something about okay. yourself. Okay. So anyway, I want Kruger to come out as as Asian. And so basically, <laughs> he, halfway there, he said that uh, he wanted to give his gay son the same opportunities that his straight son and daughter also have. Uh, meanwhile, two years ago, he or he had voted uh, for, well, years ago, he had voted for the Defense of Marriage Act, which outlaws gay marriage. And um, and who signed that into law? Uh, Bill Clinton. Yeah. yeah. Friend, yeah. friend of the gays. Yeah, friend of the gays. So anyhow, he's reversed his stance, but and he's come out as anti-gay because of religious reasons. And now apparently his children are more important. And what religion would he be? Uh, Christian. Chris. Yeah. But apparently now Hindu? His, his, uh, his 
kids are more important than God. You know, that's blasphemy. Basically, it's blasphemy. basically he, blasphemy. He should be stoned. Yeah. No, actually, you know, I'm all for it. I'm very happy for him that he came around. You know, I'm willing to forgive people their their poor decisions in the past. We all make mistakes, um, but it's just the question. And this is a lot of people have been talking about this. Is would he have done this? No, of course he wouldn't have done this unless his son... It affected him personally. Yeah, and affected him personally. And that that is sort of the core problem I have with conser- political conservatism, that there's a lack of empathy. And a lot of people have been talking about the lack of empathy. Um, uh, William Salatin, uh, who's a conservative, was saying that it was kind of bullshit. But I disagree, because you've got somebody, uh, a conservative, who changes his mind once it affects him. Uh, and that's happened time and time again. You find, uh, like, uh, John McCain. He He's, like, one of the few conservatives to be against torture, against waterboarding, um, because he suffered torture. And then you've got uh, Dick Cheney, who supports gay marriage because his daughter's gay. And then uh, you've got Rick Scott, the governor of, of Florida, who changed his mind about uh, the health care the Medicaid expansion. You he know. supports cannibalism because his son is a cannibal. No, no, he supports. <laughs> when his mother died last year, he he came around and he realized that poor people shouldn't have to go, you know, suffer uh, without health care. So he changed his mind and he accepted federal uh, the federal Medicaid expansion. Uh, and Chris Christie being supporting, you know, big government bailout, on and on and on. Oh, where's the fat joke for that one? Oh, I was going to make a fat joke. He's really fat. So, that's but the joke. I, I, I just want to, just for the nerds, uh, get uh, get your nerd voice ready. So, does that? I would ask this question in the nerd voice if I could. But so that senator changed his stance because, kind of like the senator in what was it, X Men? His son right. was. Uh, oh, totally right. That right. wasn't a real Turned senator. A that was a yeah. fictitious. Yeah. I mean, character. that's a that's. I'll it's, have you know, it's sir. Like, it's like, it's like <laughs> that an X Men. It's like an X Men, right? Like, yeah. And I guess that was in. The, they took that. That was the plot of X, the third one, X Men, right? The movie. Yeah. They brought that in from the comic. Book. His son is a mutant. Yeah. So, he changes. His but that's stance. my question. Then, is, yeah, what was the question? Well, the, the discussion <laughs> is like the that conservatives, Republicans lack empathy. Uh, yes, that's not a question. That's a that's uh, a statement. No, no. But the, the do they lack is, empathy? But the, do they? Do you agree with that? <laughs> and see, I would argue that um, you know, Democrats, liberals, they support, they supported the Voting Rights Act, they supported gay rights, gay marriage, but that's not the majority of people are are gay. No, you know, the majority of people are white and straight, right. and and you have liberals fighting. The for majority it. of people in in, poli- in the parties you mean? in the U.S. You know, and then so you have these uh, them fighting for minority rights. And that requires empathy. Looking out for the little guy. Yeah. And that's and the Republicans don't do that. Should have looked out for Willie. But do you, Dan has yes. just... Oh, in, thank God. Oh, hey, everybody. Oh, hi. <laughs> Sorry, my, my headphones aren't on, so I didn't know how loud that was. Help hi. us talk politics. Hey, uh, how's my show going? <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> just jump into the conversation, uh, Dan. Oh, my God. Dan. Been a mess. Uh, really? <laughs> yeah. Total mess. By the way, can we nice start over? Haircut. Thank you. Just, sir. Or, uh, okay, you can't Dan, see my hair. Jump into the conversation. Okay, okay. Sorry. What are we talking? Gay about? marriage. Gay marriage. I'm all against it. <laughs> it's wrong. <laughs> oh, wait. No. 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 Oh, sorry. For it. For it. Now, do you believe that there's a uh, a lack of empathy among the conservative? Party? Yes. A disparity of empathy between 
the Republicans and the Democrats, or more specifically, conservatives and liberals. I think there is a. I think it's. I think that phrasing it as a question of a lack of empathy, a disparity, is, of a empathy. disparity of empathy, is a is a democratic prism through which I would agree with that phrase. The the hardcore Republicans I know believe that generally people are well off. Uh, and and therefore are empathizing with their condition of liberty, uh, the more that they are they are uh, bur- you know burden free of government. I don't agree with that at all. So I think that yes, I agree with you, but I'm also a Democrat. So it's easy to I right. think to say like that. I do think that if you had a Republican here and was talking in terms of empathy, they would they would have serious disagreement with you. Their version of empathy would be you know get off my back, government. You, you, let's give a shot of not having. All these, all these government intrusions on us, and and watch how liberty makes you a better human being and more fulfilled. That's but they're, they are contradicting wrong. their own stance, which is liberty. And I, and and yeah. people con- constructionists. Am I saying the right word? Sure. I don't know. What am I trying to say? Constitutional constructionists. Constructionists would would argue that gay marriage is protected under underneath the the Constitution, and yet they. They find religion, and that's their sort of second constitution, and yeah. and legislate that way. So, uh, a true Republican should say, "No, nope, the government should not be involved. You should marry who you want to marry. We I should agree. not legislate that." But this I is mean, why I think we're getting a lot of Republican support now. Who's we? Uh, you and me. Oh, for oh, our, one, yeah, our wonderful. By the way, we just held a big announcement on today's show. I just came out. Oh, it's so amazing! <laughs> I'm so free. <laughs> It is true. When you come out, you do get a lisp. But by the <laughs> by the very I have the wrong one. The very name conservative says that you don't necessarily embrace change, and you want things to basically stay the same. Like right, like like Bill and his his fear of technology. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Bill Bill's conservative. A, at heart, a, I'm a conservative. He's a technological conservative. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, and and the, the fact is, you know, had a rocking game of warlords over the weekend, guys. On the Atari 2600. Wow. Nice. Spoiler alert. Dork alert. Don't be jealous. (laughs) Um, Right. Clearly, you have not embraced technology. Um, uh, Well, I think that I mean, you you rightly point out the 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 twin problems that the Republican Party are having right now, which is there's the libertarian strain and there's the religious uh, social conservative strain. There's also the Main Street. Uh, you know, uh, economic strain of Republican. They've got uh, they've got a they've got three f- factors in the main in their tent that are not uh, that are not getting along well, and that we we who are partisan Democrats are uh, taking advantage of those divisions <laughs> and exacerbating them. Uh, that, you know, but look for those of us who are Democrats and who are of a certain age. Mine, I think I'm older than everybody else here by at least twenty six. I'm years. 26, I'm older than you. Um, you know, look, I was a Democrat. I growing up during the age of, you know, Carter, Reagan, but like basically the Republican era where they won five out of six presidential elections, or perhaps it's more just off cocktail napkin calculation. But um, in Carter which, was a Republican. I don't, yeah, I know. Was no, it crazy? Yeah, yeah. Well, a, a failed Democratic he, he, president. He aged into a Republican. That's right. Like like, like a nice Scotch. <laughs> And uh, and in that time, they we technically had more numbers, but had many divisions within our party. You know, especially th- Vietnam, so which the Republicans would would c- correctly exploit to to win their election. So they're they're enduring the same fate right now that we were enduring. So long, and I and I couldn't be more gleeful. While yeah, you were no, dri- were you driving over? We uh, the Defense of Marriage Act came up. Right. Uh, the, this ding dong senator had, had uh, Rob Portman. Rob Portman. Yeah, yeah Robert. Portman. Uh, he he writes on a show, I think, with me. 
I know that. Oh, I know. Really? I know a Rob Portman. <laughs> wow. Different, different, different Rob different Portman. Rob. He's really got a lot more going on in his um, life than we right. know. I uh, and uh, I call my girlfriend Lance Mountain. Uh, that's her code name because she does not want to be uh, outed on the, the podcast. You so, mean like like uh, Barbara. Nick she knows Barbara. And Brett the yes, 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 Lance Mountain recently met. Right. She doesn't actually. Want, I should have called him Lance Mountain. She doesn't Lance want Mountain. anyone in the name. world to know that she's dating. <laughs> yeah, that she, she's she, with not Steve. dating. She lives with this. Right. Uh, right. She got a, a thirty-minute podcast this morning while I was waking up and trying out some material. She's like, "Are you are you warming up?" And I'm like, "Mm-hmm." <laughs> Poor lady. <laughs> Poor, Poor lady. Lance. Wow. Uh, by but the she, way, I love Lance. But she oh, met uh, Bill Clinton recently, and oh. I went, "Ugh, he's. I think he's." A terrible president. She, oh, I lo- I, she loves him, and she cannot tell him she is a a armchair Democrat. She doesn't a knee jerk liberal. A knee jerk, yeah. just I mean, oh, I, I loved him, I mean, and I said, what did he do? That's and, and I'm not a Republican. I'm not like the uh, this isn't look at all things in right, left, and center here on NPR. <laughs> it, it's. It's. I said, what did he do that's so great? He plays the said, saxophone on Saturday Yeah, Night he's Live. very attractive. He's a great politician, as is um, Mr. Obama. But I mentioned the Defense of Marriage Act. Yeah, I mean, she was very anti-Prop 8 in, in California in March. And I said, you know, he basically signed the death warrant to gay marriage. And then Don't Ask, Don't Tell. And Don't Ask, Don't right. Tell. Glass, along with a, a host of really bad things. That, yeah. And uh, it's interesting that... He I happened beg to, be, to differ. I, it's, I, 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 in, edu- educate me. Go ahead. I'm, no, no, uh, I'm He also looked right in our faces and lied to us completely. I, that I don't care about. Come on. If you can get... If you met Hillary Clinton... I love your beard. <laughs> that doesn't make it all right. It. Was it a lie? Was it as I tell the truth? We don't know. I don't care about the Lewinsky. That I don't. That doesn't yeah, his mean. penis can do what his penis wants. I just yeah. wish he had the balls to say, "Yeah, that's well, what I did." I mean, Let's yeah. move on. That's also about the country and about politics. But he set back the it's gay marriage movement character. with the Defense of Marriage Act that he signed into law. And I right. know, yes, I'm being simplistic, and a smarter political. Uh, mind would say, "Well, look, he, it, it was it was politics. He was he was cutting deals and this and that, and the, you know, Newt owned the house." And okay, but when I look back, I don't see great advances in the gay movement through. But through is him. that the prism? I, okay, so that's all I was so saying. I understand the question. Are you First saying, of all, like, I was just shitting on the woman that lives with me. Okay, she, she likes someone, and so I don't like it. It sounded like you were indicting the entire Clinton presidency as not a great president, or not not a good even a good president. I can list, or not even a good Democrat. I don't even know what a good Democrat. I, I didn't vote for him, so I don't. I don't. Doesn't you voted for the other guy? Who's the other guy? Well, it was uh, you know Bush, and then uh, I mean not. Bush, oh, I'm I sure was, I've been uh, voted uh, for Bush Lyndon LaRouche or some uh, oh, you know free dear, dear Lord. I didn't know that's <laughs> oh one God. of these douchebags. Is, is there anything in the headset I could hear? Because I you I, wrote in Eddie Van Halen. Oh, thanks, man. <laughs> Sammy oh. Hagar, bite your tongue. <laughs> Can't drive way, fifty five. Hi, DJ James. He is a political uh, machine. <laughs> you got it. That Good to see you. Hearing it. By the no, way, I just wanted to speak. before Dan goes off on on Steve. Uh, I want to new one. <laughs> wish no, a good no, morning no, to no, Michael no. and Yako and Jenny Marie and welcome back Jeff and uh, Josh, who are listening live and hi Allison and Mike and um, Miguel Darren and if you want to tweet in live and PDG, uh, we, we are at Nooner Dan Marty and the show is always much better when you do tweet in. So please do. Hmm. Um, all right, so are we ready to go to uh, Kruger? Yeah, destroy me. <laughs> no, no, it's not. I just want to. It's not point counterpoint because I, I, while I understand Clinton's reasoning on signing Dome, obviously that was an offensive moment for a lot of us and and one that we now all regret. And I believe the Supreme Court will overturn in a few weeks, but. Clinton, for me, the reason I think he was a good president is that he took 
you know, building on what I was saying earlier, is he took a Democratic Party that had been had lost again. I think it was five of the six uh, previous presidents were completely fragmented. That was that was. It wasn't that the that in generally speaking, the policies they were pursuing were problematic, but they were mired in like almost fifty years of of uh, of of turmoil in expressing and selling those policies to the public. He hit the reset button on the Democratic Party and did so in a way that we have won, what is it, five of the six, if you include the, I would say one, won the, won the popular vote in five of the last six presidential elections. That's because Bill Clinton, again, hit a reset button, said, this is the, this is the new Democratic Party. There were obviously warts and all growing pains with that and, and some things that I disagreed with. I mean, you know, ending welfare as we know it was great politics you know, problematic if you believe in the, the certain aspects of the safety net, but fantastic politics because it got us out of being the party of "quote unquote" welfare, which Reagan and tarnishes with. So, I think, generally speaking, the presidency, if you believe in the policies of, of Democrats, has to be viewed through generally a favorable light because without him having done that, there would be no uh, modern Democratic Party. We would just be splinter factions. Uh, right now. <laughs> oh, that's not me. That's not me doing that. I'm. I'm not. Look, I, think, I, I think, came in. You all were talking politics. Yeah. He assaulted Bill Clinton on well, the air live. Marty I'm not going to sit back and say that. Marty, what, what's my bit on anything? Marty stole Kruger's gag. I. <laughs> Fine. I just want to know that Fine. Big I'm not coming back after the, this. <laughs> I actually, as the least politically uh, involved member of this podcast, enjoyed that conversation. Oh, yes. The even though genuinely oh, you were a fan for a moment. I, I wanted to get to the elephant in the room and congratulate. Let you, Dan, yes. on their oh, don't Kickstarter success. Haircut. Oh, thank you. That, that so, is, for oh, those who course. don't know, Dan was uh, one of the producers on Veronica Mars, the beloved Veronica Mars from the CW. Featuring Marty Yu. Featuring as, me. Uh, and did you see my tweet Mr. where Wu? I tweeted, let's bring back Mr. Wu? Rob said, who do we want to bring back in the movie? Oh. I tweeted out Mr. Wu. I did. <laughs> oh, thank you. And I got some interesting uh, responses, all oh. favorable. Oh, good. Oh, good. So, so Mr. Wu will come back. No, uh, he, Rob said no. <laughs> and that, is, is that the positive tweet that yep. you got? Yeah, yeah that, that was in the positive category. We done from there. So anyhow, uh, there was a Kickstarter that that was put out last week to raise some money to uh, help the production. Some money, two yeah. million dollars, and it hit it in six hours. Two million dollars in six yeah, hours. Crazy. So thanks to crazy. all the fans yeah. who did. Um, Give to this Kickstarter, yeah. and you still can. There's still you know twenty two, twenty six more days. Are, whatever. And I just couldn't stress that more. The you know the, the, the more money the more they money get, make, the better the budget, the better the movie. The more Mister, more chance of Mister Wu. The more lines Mister Wu is going to get. None of it will go to Mister Wu, but I can say <laughs> no, this. Let's. I think you should tweet to at uh, make it a Rob reward. Thomas. If you if you tweet at Rob Thomas and say we want Mister Wu. Do you have a Mister Wu Twitter handel? <laughs> no, no. Just do you tweet this as Mister really Wu? Gone off the rails in terms of what we want to <laughs> yeah, Congratulations to Mr. Wu for being back in the Veronica Mars show. Yay, it's Mr. Wu. really off the rails. <laughs> uh, but if you do, do check out the Kickstarter set if you haven't uh, heard about it or seen it. And uh, we still have like 22 days to go. We have made, you know, Warner Brothers graciously said if you make $2 million, we're going to move forward with the movie. And uh, we did. 
and so it's going forward. Um, so but, when, uh, when should also, I block out time for uh, you know production? You block out all of the summer, um, and uh, every single day of the summer. Don't take another job. Don't make a date. Do nothing for June, July, and August. Done and done. Great. <laughs> Call you when we need you. Your will notify. In other words, business as summer. usual. <laughs> I've been doing that for the past five years since the show went off the air. Um, That's a major testament to the passion that that, that, that show's fans. Absolutely. You know, huge That's, testament. And by the way, there's some yes. great prizes, or not prizes, but gifts that, well, you, you, know, uh, you know, Kickstarter rewards, gifts, that you rewards. Can, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, uh, they what, tried very hard to make, we, they tried very hard to make so that the, the, the contribution levels, you know, you actually got your... I mean, one could say, like, if you wanted to see the movie and you donated, the money's worth is, hey, the, the movie's only alive because right. the fans made it come alive. Then that's why one of the reasons to be so appreciative. But also, with work, they worked very hard to make these reward levels, um, all of them very interesting. Like, you know, one's like, have a have a premiere for 50 people in, in your hometown. with yeah. the You know, so there's things that, like, you're actually speaking, getting your money's worth. Speaking role. And uh, by the yeah, way, speaking the role, more money it makes, the I mean, who's going to... Somebody has to administer all this stuff. It's going to be a huge, monumental task. Well, I mean, good problem. Yeah, to have, I mean, there's you know? a there there are fulfillment companies that deal with that sort of thing, and that I so see. you know, we'll, or that that'll be handled. Uh, so, I, because we have fifty six thousand plus backers right now. Fifty six thousand one hundred and fifty three. Yeah, <laughs> and it's already up to three point six eight million dollars. So, well, did we crest? Oh, good. Oh, that's so. Great. Does that mean that the? I, but I think the next war we have, I think the government should, should have a Kickstarter. Kickstarter. Like, hey, we're going to invade Iran. Who's in? Just the <laughs> South. <laughs> like, right. Fuck yeah. Seven thousand dollars. We'll take a picture of a, of a dead soldier and send it. <laughs> sign it. Send it to you. Oh. I, I think they should crowdsource, crowdfund every. Well, all right. It wouldn't be that. <laughs> do you all do you have a symbol in Free the show? Free dog for tags over the line. Oh, come on. <laughs> well, the, Atlantic... this is AM radio. We can do whatever we say, whatever we want. <laughs> the Wait, Atlantic... is this AM radio? The Atlantic had a. A, a, a little blog post about you know things that are more deserving than you know the Veronica Mars thing, but if they're more you know deserving, then people would have. As a free market money. libertarian, it the market has spoken well, because the know, fucking it's, it's, studios didn't realize that you have a property there that's valuable, well, and I'm know, sure I you tried to get... take the piss out of the studios. They no, just, no, the numbers didn't. The numbers didn't make sense for them to make this movie. Period. This movie was never getting made. Period. But why? What? What? But but they don't. But but what? By what metric? You know what? That is like we could spend as people spent the last one hundred years trying to figure out why studios say yes or no to something. Jeff wants us to talk for a half an hour on Veronica Mars. Let's do it. I I got three hours on it. There is no point in getting into why a studio says yes or no because they have a billion reasons that they do. It's a business and they've been running it for a long time and they do it. And sometimes and extremely frustrating to everybody. The big studios make like fifteen movies a year, so they say no thousands. Of, like so, getting into their no, they just didn't believe. I don't want to know if it was, it was as simple as the numbers. Let's call it the numbers didn't add up for them. Period. They didn't whatever. So the only way this came into fruition is the fans do it to, to people like at the Atlantic. Why I respect the debate about. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a good thing. It's it's a fine it's debate. A good thing, but this to I talk would about. say this is okay. Atlantic writer. When was the last time you went out to dinner, or do you scuba dive? What do you do as a hobby? You take that money, you do that because that gives you joy. I'm not writing you and saying, "Hey, shouldn't you be curing poverty with your, you know, your your membership in Netflix or whatever it is you do with some of your disposable income?" If and I'll admit, not everybody does. If you're lucky enough to have some, the fans in this case were given a very, you know, <laughs> ethically straightforward question: This movie's not getting made. If if you like to see it and we sure would love to do it right you help can, us you can send in life. all the marshmallows you want you know? <laughs> <laughs> help us do that and bring it to life so i think people posing the question of like isn't this better spent on 
you know, again, I saw things like we should be curing poverty with this money instead. Yeah, we we absolutely should be curing poverty. But, but it's we, apples and oranges. It is know. apples. They ain't gonna oranges. get Marty a role in a movie. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> We're trying to cure Marty's poverty here by I mean, getting Mr. Uh, Wu back in the, the air. The crazy <laughs> thing is, like, based on Kickstarter, you have fifty six thousand people who want to see your movie. Which really is right. not very many and people. Another thing is you know? these, these rewards that are in there, or the things that you get. It's not. It's not also just literally like you get nothing if you put in five thousand. You actually get something special, utterly unique, mm-hmm. a, a special, unique thing. So it it's a decision on how you're spending some disposable income that brings you joy, right? It, and, and a choice and to participate. So this it's ding like, this like, ding dong at the. I don't read the Atlantic. I only read uh, Cigar Aficionado and, and NRA <laughs> magazine. <laughs> right right wing uh, screeds. Um, what did he, what was his point that, that we should be spending our money? On? Uh, that, I'm I'm setting up a bit of a straw man. I, I'm collecting a lot of. Uh, there were there were oh, the, hater, the haters you. went out and said why spend the money it's on that why does this get like, uh, why does this get two million dollars in six market. hours that's, what, that's exactly. what people want exactly. yeah. who it's, wants to go give money to a again, homeless person because like, it's a cool character. there's no movie there like, <laughs> you know there are two million dollar cars that people buy and people you know that's to me a more egregious than it got the money because it's a wonderful combination of drama comedy general human interest empowered young women family <laughs> dynamics wow. this is for you thank you ladies. By the way, hey, I that's, watched the show. Uh, at Rob Thomas, bring back <laughs> Mr. Wu. Okay. Uh, by the way, Mike had a really uh, s- a smart tweet uh, where he said that the guys who pledged the war should get his reward, the equipment and supplies and goods should go fight. Right. And I actually think that's yeah. a fantastic yeah. point in the sense of how easy it is for politicians and even we citizens and civilians to pull the trigger on wars that uh, that other people tend to have to go play and fight. chess yeah. with other people's yeah, children. That's right. That's so. Thanks, Krieger. I don't know if Kickstarter will let you uh, fund a war, though. I, oh, that would be awesome. That would though. be interesting. That would be really neat. Give it a shot. Yeah. So do you think this is going to go to war with Cleveland? <laughs> you already have, buddy. <laughs> do you think this is going to be a, a, a paradigm shift for for studios now to say let's test the waters and see what kind of interest we can well, draw up? I mean, everybody and, and was turning their about, projects based on that. Uh, the Firefly Kickstarter. When the, when Joss Whedon's going to do that? But he right. said that he's not currently interested in doing that you know i mean i yeah, know I his plate's the, really the, full he's very the, busy losing hair oh there's no <laughs> hair and, and shooting uh, <laughs> avengers movies in cleveland uh, i think that it's not uh, they shot all the action sequences oh, in oh is everybody true? drink you fuckers wow, yeah they shot in cleveland that. for weeks and um i don't think that uh i didn't hear that shift. movie in cleveland they shot avengers no, in cleveland for weeks yes they did i think what the streets were shut down there's no streets i was going to try to answer that yeah it's an opportunity it's but i'll let marty answer because he was deeply involved with the whole thing tell us marty do it in what? Mr. Wu's voice. <laughs> oh my God! Tell, tell us he as asked Mr. Me a Wu. Question. I've been trying to answer for the last minute, yeah, and then finally you jump in. Well, because it. you don't have the balls to step in here. Okay. So anyhow, okay, it's that's it. Be- <laughs> Thanks, Marty. Uh, uh, it's been fun letting so, you host the show for the last have, six months. We have the. But uh, Kevin, you said I have Marty could stay here till my seat was warm. My seat's plenty warm. Thanks, Marty. You're off the air. There are many different. All right. Kill his mic. Kill his mic. Kill his mic. Bad move, Marty. Bad move. How how have you two been doing? I've been great. Yeah. I spent the weekend up in Mount Baldy shooting a short film with a guy who used to play really? Bozo the Clown in Chicago. Oh, fantastic. How was that? Days. He was also Dr. Flamo. He was on The Tonight Show and The <laughs> Gong Show as what Dr. Dr. Flamo. What did Dr. Flamo do? Dr. Flamo had show. a series of lit candles that were uh-huh. different heights, and he would put his hand over each one, and as it burned his hand, he would sing a different note. 
So then he he, he, he played the candles and he did smoke. Does he also your spin eyes. plates? Uh, that's that's Doctor Plato, oh, another sorry. character that he's working. <laughs> that was on. just Plato. Yeah. Do you think that's initially how he got his start? <laughs> exactly. uh, and you, Kruger, your weekend? Oh, it was so good. I, I dry aged some steak and yep. I ground it up. I had amazing burgers. Right. Uh, I don't know why you're uh, anti steak and pro burger. Oh, I'm sorry. You were saying, Kruger? I, did you hear something? No, I, 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 did, I heard that, nothing. That Not it a was, thing. It was a, like a surprised his mic is even on. There might be a gnat. Is there a gnat? Surprised to know that his mic is even on. Uh, I, I hate watching you guys fight. It's like mom you know and what? dad. That was just a sample, Marty. Here's your, the show again. Go ahead. It's our show. No, bequeath. It's, that I, was I, some serious saber rattling, and I really oh, yeah, enjoyed yeah. it. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm just little. That was just what shaking could in my boots. That was the Schlieflin plan. I'm, I'm on my knees begging <laughs> for forgiveness. With World War One, <laughs> please, sire, forgive my my insolence. insolence uh, all I'm saying is, I think that you were initially at fault, and that he asked me a question. No, he and he then asked a, a question. No, he looked at me no, and no. said, "Could you tell me about the paradigm shift?" <laughs> no, he didn't say that. He, I did say paradigm shift. Yes, you did. Don't love the beard that's that's <laughs> all right a question for the but, floor but, but jump in marty tell us about my kickstarter so tell us about no he <laughs> wasn't asking about your kickstarter campaign which by the way is actually rob thomas's kickstarter campaign I think rob would be fine i don't with see my your name on there here. is your name on there i i, I think he would be very fine with that i don't Let's see your call name him. on there so uh there's production goes down there are many different new avenues of funding things uh so you get things on YouTube, you get YouTube shows and YouTube spending money on production. You get uh, Netflix doing House of Cards. That's another, and Arrested Development. And then you get the smaller cable shows, uh, cable networks funding stuff. And then you get Kickstarter. Kickstarter. And so it's just one more way to get I think that's some, right. It's, you know, it, is, it is not necessarily a paradigm shift, but it's, an, it's a potential... It's a potential avenue for certain specific titles to possibly take advantage. And, 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 yeah, and I think you're underselling the, the the hugeness of it as right. as a um, uh, Hollywood ding dong. Millions. It's, all, of it's all people have been talking about, especially yeah. independent film people I know right. who are right. in the the middle of negotiating with a UK tax credit default, just that we get the money from them and then I got to use this when you get to shoot it in Cleveland, but say it's Canada. Like all of their like, why don't I just yeah. do what these people did? So I, I think you guys have uh, really changed the game. Well, I, look, first of all, yeah. I should say this and, 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 and Marty and I are by you guys, I mean, your, your fans. I mean, <laughs> I but you're not the first person to put well, a movie I was on Kickstarter. That, that, but that Marty does make, uh, it was a point I was going to make earlier is like, Rob Thomas did and I am a producer, and Rob's a producer, you know, in television as well. But like, Rob Thomas did the best producing job I've seen in my producing career to get this thing done. It's been in the works for a long time, very secretly. It was on death's door forever because to take a corporation like Warner Brothers from, uh, okay, you have no an idea, yes. what is what is a kickstart, you know, whatever that is, to a yes, really to this impressive. kind of yes. And that was all Rob. I mean, you know, certainly his his agency helped, and certainly you know, Kickstarter. Like there were in other part, but like, so I mean, I, I I'm like Rob's a friend and a colleague, and always will be, and I work with him, so I already have like respect and admiration for him. Mm -hmm. But man, I was blown away by him pulling this off. Now, can I ask yeah, a sure. question of Dan, not of Marty? Yeah. Um, what? Uh, <laughs> what that, that of Dan, not of Marty. <laughs> <laughs> to, to what extent did he expect success? Did he well, expect? What he was <laughs> <laughs> was kind of hoping you would do that. So. Cut his mic. Cut his mic. He's done. He's out of Get him out of here. You're out. Get the Sandman. Well, I mean, for, but he did shoot that promo 
many months yeah, ago. Yeah, I mean, the, the, here's the thing. is like it was, been in, the in, his mind, was it, in his mind, once he got Warner Brothers to say yes to if we hit two million, we're a go, was he totally confident that they'd get two million and get it quickly and be a go? Or was he like, well, this is a gamble. Let's see. It's a multifaceted answer. I, I was when involved. When did the um, idea start? Well, that's what, yeah. I was involved. Last year, like when we like shot that video, and there was some early on conceptualizing about this, and we sort of went down a road. And I say we again; it was primarily Rob, but I was definitely involved, and I wasn't on the Carrie Diaries at that point, so I was around. And and there was at that point like this is a truly novel and interesting idea that Rob believed in wholeheartedly. But it, there were a lot of people who had to be brought on board this journey, and it 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 got to a moment where it looked like you could maybe see a yes in the dis- right. but like it, but it was like just covering ground inch by inch and it and it, there were some very dark days and that is the point where you know I went off and did the carry diaries and Rob and I are always in touch but I can't say that I did anything from that period until recently mm-hmm. um and that's where Rob endured I think just you know as we would talk during the time roller coaster of like Today it looks great. Tomorrow it does, you know, because getting all the yeses from all the people, and then getting all those yeses organized to a moment where you can actually hit hit Kickstarter campaign go. go right. Oh my god, it was monumental. <laughs> monumental. Really so I don't impressive. want to be any self-aggrandizing about anything except Rob there. So uh, as more money comes job. in, is Rob like, oh, we can't, we have a second car chase. Oh, no, I mean, oh, we have two hundred thousand dollars. Very literally, more? spaceship. That's true. It's oh. true. He's been talking about like there's a big fight, you know, kind of a climactic. Scene he wants to do, and like there's Which a ninja bigness or smallness. Yeah, and like can we shoot it in Cleveland or not? We so don't he's know. got this big cast thermometer. <laughs> you can. Trust he's me. got this. He's got this big cast thermometer, and at every level, this like second car chase, you know, explosion. And How the high up the harmo- thermometer is, million, Mr. Wu? Twenty million is yeah. Mr. Wu, and that's just like as extra. <laughs> you know, Josh asked people complain uh, that Warner's is involved. Is that any different than making? You know, there's some difference, but the way I would. The way I'd, that that I really would look at this, because of the truth of it, this is a win-win. If it like the the we get to make a movie that we couldn't make otherwise, the fans get to see a movie that wasn't going to get made otherwise. It, it if by some chance the movie is huge, then yes, Warner will make a little bit of money. But then again, they had the rights and they right. have been champions in terms of being partners with us. And you have so their promotional team win, and the marketing win, team. Win. And that's right. right. And everybody who's invested or, or given money to the Kickstarter is aware of it. So everything and they're it's getting special rewards. It's not even it's right. not even just like money that like absolutely with nothing in return. It's if you auto, yeah. a, right. a speaking role in a movie then you get to do something that you probably would not have gotten to do otherwise in your life. So there's, so I think. And that's by the way, the, uh, Marty, so we got to we got to get you. A, we got a Kickstarter <laughs> to get money, Marty, Marty to, to Mr. Donate Wu. to the Kickstarter, <laughs> right? Uh, please. No, actually, that, <laughs> our goal that was of ten thousand dollars. It, it, it was, I think, twenty ten thousand. I think it was for the, uh, the yeah, speaking yeah, role. Ten thousand. And, uh, and it was uh, is a speaking role as a waiter. And you should read the Kickstarter because it was very cute the way the it was outlined. You know to if the person oh, right. is a good yeah, actor right. yes. you know right. so, yes, yes, yes. You know. but what if like 50 Basically, people like, gave 10,000 like you'd have 50 waiters in a scene no 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 there were only lots of scenes in restaurants and it was plucked okay. up right away scenes in restaurants you can read about the guy online it was interesting he's a very wealthy internet entrepreneur who loves generally the idea of kickstarter and what it's doing and love this idea as and this is another thing to talk about like think of how many more people know about kickstarter now yeah. for funding the smaller product. i mean like so you know, I think it's also good for Kickstarter, and he just liked the idea of it, and so early on snatched up that thing just to help 
make this campaign Put it on the map. Yeah. He's not even sure he'll be available or interested in the line. I know hey, someone who will Marty. be available. Well, no, no. Yeah. He, Another chance for Marty. He would, he would give it to a friend. Mr. Wu, you've fallen so far. <laughs> More wine. About it. Uh, but, uh, let's let's just cut your line, Marty. Just just pour wine. <laughs> oh. oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, so bad. <laughs> All right. So has Kristen had her baby yet? Not as yet. But she will have had it by summer. Yeah, as I understand it, yes. All right. Uh, yeah, it would, it would not. It would be very. Yeah, you got a lot of splaining to do. Yes. I mean, unless it's like a fifteen-month pregnancy, <laughs> right? Right. Uh, <laughs> and so, she still looks like she's in high school, <laughs> which, is, which is great. Well, I, I would. It's funny because there are all these different ways of producing stuff, and I think a lot of old school. By old school, I mean from the '90s. TV writers are having trouble adapting. That's new school to me. Well, the early 90s, you know, when we came to Hollywood, there were all these people getting these eight-figure deals, you right, know, development yeah. deals. Those are gone, right? No, those are gone. So it's weird because now there's less security as a writer, as a writing producer in television, but there's more – it's better for the consumers. There's more product out there, and there's more stuff getting made. Right. And, and, and frankly, that's better for writers too because they get, they get to make more stuff. Yeah. Uh, so it's a really it's a golden age for viewers right now. It is, and it weeds out the uh, the wheat from the chaff. The weak, the the people that come out right. here and are marginally talented, but they fuck the right producer or know somebody or well, right. Yeah, well, <laughs> we'll talk after the Dan podcast. Dan motions yeah. to points to himself. Uh, it, you have to be serious, and it's what uh, is a really great book. Wait, called, did you fuck the right producer, or are you the right producer to fuck? Uh, that's Both. a question Both. we're going to let unanswered. Yeah. That, that, I, I masturbated. You you, you ask your, you, you ask yourself that question moments after you just he's just ejaculated. You're like, yeah. did I fuck the right producer? By or? the way, I just want to announce that uh, at home with Jam Master James is being produced currently. Uh, oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> I won't say how I got that deal. But, uh. Yeah, I, met, I totally forgot what I was saying. No, a friend of mine. He's, a, he's a writer, a, a writer on Underemployed. Uh, is that what it's called? The, sure. The, 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 Mar- like, the Marty like, News story the MTV, sounds like sh- a show. the MTV show. What's it I called? Know. I don't know. Uh, MTV still the air? Uh, not MTV. Comedy Central. The the the. Uh, workaholics, workaholics, the opposite of underemployed, whatever. Uh, a friend of mine writes on workaholics, really close friend. But you know, <laughs> they just finished their season, yes. and so now they're he's immediately doing a web series, you know, and he's just he's just writing and writing and producing stuff. It's very inspiring, which is know? the reason you come out here. You come out here to make stuff, not yeah. to be somebody, but to actually make things. Yes. Yeah, so so uh, speaking of making things. Uh, BuzzFeed had top 10 shows based on TV shows we'd like to see before Veronica Mars. Number one? Party down. Party nice. down. Nice. Yeah. Ah. So what's the status of that? We talked about it last week. <laughs> yeah, We're yeah. Not Scripts talk. in the works. We'll see yeah. what happens. Uh, but it was... What was very, number two? What was your character in Party Down called? Uh, Wu. No, yeah, it was... <laughs> Chang. Wee. Hong Kong Playa. Yes, that is correct. <laughs> that's actually how it was in the script, right? It Hong is, Kong that's Playa. Hong Kong Playa. Oh. So number two <laughs> was Terriers. Type, typecast as an agent. Number three Ter- was... Terriers. Did you say Terriers? Terriers. Or I saw the Terriers pilot and didn't get didn't get past that. Was that, did that show... The Donald Lowe ...develop into something oh, kind of... Sean, Sean Ryan, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I think so. I think it was Sean Ryan. Yeah. Shield guy. Uh, yeah. Apparently it was actually kind of a cut above and okay. it was like poorly marketed. Like I had no... 
I didn't know what it was and didn't watch it and then mm-hmm. found out later, oh, it's Sean Ryan. That could and, be interesting. But it's a weird, I mean, you don't know anything about it from the name. Yeah. You know. I, fre- right. I frequently right. make the mistake of watching the pilot of a show and judging it based on that before it really finds its voice and its personality. Which is why Party yeah. Down is kind of a genius name, you know. Like, Do you know the genesis? Yeah, we talked about that. Did we? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fuck. Yeah. Well, I don't no, no, no. We can talk. To, fuck, fuck no, it's just there, was a, the there was a huge battle between uh, Rob and I who wanted to call the show Party Down and the catering team Party Down because we felt like... I mean, you know, it's a phrase, but it has the resonance of like you know on. Re- it, it, for us, it was like that's awesome. Right. And Paul and and John wanted to call it let's party. party. No, let's party. No. And it's a terrible and, name. And the also opposite, like the and it was just tone. it was like literally let's party was like nails on a chalkboard. It was like that's yeah. so wrong. Now I say that with love because I mean you know John wrote most of the show, so I mean like this is one little thing. <laughs> but it is we've always kind of Rob and I've always taken a little secret petty joy and like yeah, party right. dad was the right it, title. <laughs> I mean it's it's a that's great a terrible name. title. <laughs> it is. Well let's party up with let's Kruger. Party. Oh let's no party. no that's no, one I mean, of that's it's, it's they the were, hardest they thing to do is title a show. Like what in what planet let's party is let's party a better that's like that's an 80s sitcom with a black girl who moves <laughs> yeah. to beverly hills and she's teaching the uptight right. dad how to like yeah, but it's also i think it's we like we know how petty that is because we're talking about john and mom and paul rudd like two uh, supremely talented individuals so the fact that we pick one little thing that there yeah. was an argument no, no, no. over you, you get what you, you take what you can get <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right that's right any chick uh, in the armor because, you know because paul happens to also be a major Racist. motion picture star and <laughs> john a splendid part. writer so. so carnival was number three dirty sexy money number four which diane ruggiero worked on undeclared nice. um is number five freaking geeks was way better than undeclared i'm gonna say it um sure mm-hmm. uh, fair enough no no i said it Fair enough. No, sure. <laughs> I was agreeing. Fair enough. Pushing Daisies, uh, Sports Night, the Aaron Sorkin show. I enjoyed Sports Night a lot. Swing Town, don't know what that is. I the, almost went to work on Swing Town. The Class with friend of the show Lizzie Kaplan. Uh, and then 10 is Jay Moore's Action with, with Buddy Ileana, Hackett. And Buddy Hackett and Ileana Douglas and Jay Moore. Oh, really? Was she? Part of, wow. Well, she's in the picture that I'm looking at. Um can I can I just a brief go shout ahead, out to to Yako, um, who because he's tweeted quite a bit and I was like clearly was here last week. Just two quick things uh, was was I'm glad he watches our Dawes and I yeah. everybody else doing. I'm glad you enjoyed it. Yeah. And he asked. He said I saw End of Watch last night. It looked like a cheap movie. How much does something like that cost to make? Uh, which sort of tells you know talks about budgets, but I would say that it's really hard to know <laughs> because like I think that movie was specifically quite gritty. But yet it also like well, it was like a, clearly spent money on the grittiness. So I don't think it was the lowest of low budgets, but it wasn't high. That how's that as a the budget answer? according to Wikipedia was seven million dollars. That feels right because like you could argue like a movie like that could be made for two or three if it didn't have any stars and and like get that same gritty appeal. But I feel like you, that was, did you see it? Um, embarrassing enough, no. But it's, I've seen a lot of it. And it's it really great. enjoyable. It's like su- I'm mean, surprisingly. Uh, Good and it's a very simple story and it's very very. I don't like handheld footage yeah. movies. Yep. This was the Jake Gyllenhaal cop flick. Yeah, yeah and, and my, well, Michael Pena who Michael uh, Pena is fantastic. I love Michael actor. Pena. He was in the Good Doctor. He was in Shooter with Marky Mark <laughs> that I've seen so many times. <laughs> was he in The Mentalist? Uh, it's recently? Mark Wahlberg. Yes, Mark Wahlberg. What is he from Cleveland too? No, yeah. Town. Whatever. You're I don't. I don't, shout out to Boston. I don't claim him. 
Are you from Beantown? I am from Boston. Oh. I never mention it, though. <laughs> Where? <laughs> Jamaica Plains? Uh, Some I of us are ashamed of our roots. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I don't like sports or racism, so I left Boston. Because the, that's the two main sort of factories of, uh, of captains of industry there. Sports <laughs> and fucking Puerto Ricans are everywhere. So I was like, ah, I, don't, I don't really fit in here. I push a skateboard around and... Like uh, plays and music. Wow. I'm going I'm to go are to there, California. Are there any <laughs> movies that you would like to see? Sorry, Boston. I know you're not all racist. Uh, <laughs> any most of you. that you would like to see based on television shows? MASH like, would be a great movie. The Academy Awards, <laughs> the movie. You know what? They should make MASH a musical. <laughs> of and, the movie? Of the movie. Yes. You know, just like Hairspray. Yes. went from The big movie suicide is painless uh, finale. Well, Producers yeah, was guys. a movie, then it was a musical, then it was a movie of the musical. Right. Same with yeah. Hairspray. Wow. Oh, Hairspray was a movie, then a music. Yeah. That's right. John Waters. Uh, yeah. I ha- and I swear to fucking God, I really wow. pit- I pitched it. I- I'm going to swear a lot today. I got some, some big swears coming Good later. Good cusses. All right. uh, it was a joke pitch but i met these huge theater producers and i don't mean large humans i mean like they, they had produced um legally blonde like they were <laughs> these were the top dudes in new york and a friend of mine was dating one of them and i i pitched them 227 the musical <laughs> and they were sort of looking at me like uh-huh. but it's it, uh, it's just wait, 227 the remember the, the, the show place to be the, it's yeah, the place wait, to be with wait, marla and, gibbs and, and her family jack a's jack there you go you know jack, jack a's catchphrase was just that like, would, that's they the would Mary. they would build the that's story. That's the swan song. To get, yeah, that? to get to <laughs> Mary, and then Mary. I was like, oh, Ooh. and it was based on a play. And I talked to the playwright, and I was like, and they looked at me like I was a ball of urine. They were like, what, <laughs> what? But it's not that fucking stupid. Like, it's, but especially because you think of the song you do, where you have thirty chorus people going at once, <laughs> well, it becomes the in chorus. harmony. Uh, well, the idea was they, they live in a part of Brooklyn, and uh, a gay couple move in, and they don't they don't get along. Wait, that was the show? no, no. That was my. I, this was my. Pitch. Oh, that's who. Deve- oh, so you went. You <laughs> this is this like, is me. Gotta add this a is gay me in to make it. Yeah, it is musical theater. It's guys. musical theater, and we're all Marys now. Is the big song at the end? You know, I mean, it's. <laughs> I was very drunk at the time, but I was like, yeah. They, I'm, had, I'm sensing the reason they looked at you like a ball of urine was you took a show about African Americans. Trying to make it in a difficult neighborhood and added in the, I didn't, some gays that, that and was made it all about that. some gentrification. I'm joking. They, they, about they, that they part. saw the pandering. No, no, that, this is that's the joke part of. It. I really did oh. pitch it. But I didn't go. And there's a bunch I don't of know games. you well enough to uh, know your pitches. Uh, so Josh mentioned that he'd like to see a Deadwood movie. I'd watch that in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, I would like True. to see a Quark movie, the short-lived Richard Benjamin television show that was... What the Was fuck? it a spin-off of Quark on Star Trek? Wow. Star Trek, yeah. No, no. <laughs> Armin Shimmerman? No. Richard Benjamin? Before. Yeah, yeah. He was, what, it, what era is this from? Like the Just after 70s. poor 20s complaint? I'll look I'd go up. see... I'd see a Manimal movie. Oh, who would? Manimal. Simon McCorkendale, yeah. where art thou? Street Hawk. I'd see a Street Hawk movie. Uh, Super Train. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you uh, Wizards and Warriors? That was the same year... Manimal and Super Train. It was like Burt Silverman's swan song on NBC. It was that, that, and one other third show that was like a nightmare. So Quark was uh, a show that lasted one season in 1977 that was created by Buck Henry. Oh, my God. Oh, Buck Henry? Seriously? And it's, it was the misadventures, this the, is awesome. the misadventures of an outer space garbage collector and his crew. That's kind of funny. That's Actually, I good. would kill just to see whatever they did of Quark. Yeah, I loved it. Is it available anywhere? I'm sure not. They only did eight episodes. Oh, Only eight? Only oh, eight. Buck, 
Henry, if you're listening, Buck Henry and I know and you Richard are. Benjamin, that's a great combination right there. You think about it in the 70s when Buck Henry was the Buck Henry first host of Saturday Night Live. Yeah. The mm-hmm. premier host. Yeah. Um, Saturday Night Live filmed in Cleveland. <laughs> live, live from New as York. Cleveland as in New York. Cleveland. Cleveland. <laughs> uh, it just doesn't flow off the tongue. Just cut out the last part. But it, we still know it's Cleveland. <laughs> you can feel it. Um, <laughs> anybody else? Like uh, any other TV shows? Quark was so good. Yeah, I don't okay. know. I'd read Red Dwarf. I'd see that as a movie. Oh, there you go. 60 Minutes? I, th- I, I don't know. I don't like TV shows with laugh tracks. And that, uh, right. I. I I know it's funny, but I just don't need to be. Told oh, I think we got to go the other. I think movies need laugh tracks now. That would be <laughs> just sitting there, be like, wait, wait a minute. Like I, I, I watched The Hangover too, and I went, "Is this a comedy?" I was very. But if if they had, but if single they, camera, single yeah. camera with laugh track, just it was really. It's, that's the crew yeah, laughing very hard. That's yeah. why it's an opportunity to make the movie better. Oh, there you go. But but now Kruger wants to bring in laugh tracks. So well, I think dramas need ooh, like you know, <laughs> yeah. they, find, they find the dead Aww. body here. Oh, remember they used to like married ooh. with children? They'd be like, oh, like right. when like someone got yeah. caught, the whole audience no, would did. go, oh, that's, that was, they'd that's, boo the character. Do you think there's like yeah. a knob? Like, boo! Like there is. Hell, a, when Fonzie walked on there, camera, oh, they were applause. They Kramer walked in. Sweeteners. Yes, you know? I know that and those then, aren't real. Those people who are laughing are long dead. That was no, reported. no. They do laugh. In, in <laughs> I know, but they, they, the they sweeten so it. Sweet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But and apparently, it's a real art to making it very, very realistic. Uh, so, Bill, tell us about the movie that you shot this weekend. Ah, uh, it was like a sort of throwback, like seventies Nicholson, Nick, oh, Nicholas, yeah. Jack Nicholson type thing. Uh, angry, bitter wanderer character. Jack Nicholson. You worked with Jack Nicholson, who was no, I, who I was channeled, Bozo the Clown in Jack Chicago. Uh, but this guy Joey Doria was my abusive father, and he just—I was just uh, priming him for stories all weekend. Like, oh, you met Tim Conway. Oh, you met Harvey Corman. Oh, you worked with it, wait, Milt Larson. Harvey? Oh, you were on the Tonight Show. You know the whole thing. Where's Harvey Corman from? No, wait, where's Tim Conway from? Cleveland fuckers. Uh, uh, really? And was it? Yeah. Was it? Uh, was it fun? Uh, it was brutal. We were shooting in Mount Baldy. No, uh, they, they had no craft services. They had no uh, protection from the elements. I was going to say you have a little sun on yeah, your cheeks. Yeah, we were getting up at five a.m. Uh, every morning and just trapped out in the in the woods for twelve hours. It was it was exhausting and brutal. Is it going to be good? I think so. It's definitely some of the best work I've done in a long time. Nice. Well, we'll look, I'm really what, proud what, of it. What's it called? It's called When We Were Young. All right. And, and you got to look up Dr. Flamo on uh, on YouTube. Who's Hilarious. Dr. Flamo? You know, Play-Doh. Oh, right, right, right. Uh, so Jillian says that she wants to see a Small Wonders movie. Yes. Andre Sinbin says Quantum Leap. That's what I was going to say. Uh, of course, I was never asked, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I asked him. Uh, the, the he world. Money really has left you out today, DJ. I'm oh, trying to toss right. things to you, know you why? here and there. I, I'm telling you, this is the Avengers in front of me. I'm just watching it all play out. You guys the guy are the ones who shoots want. arrows. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm, not, I'm no, the fucking I arrow no, guy. I have no sort of skills. Like Avengers Junior. Yeah, Avengers. <laughs> I'm Gleeb. So I don't even want... know that. It's not even the right fucking. <laughs> so, but Gleek. The reason. Gleek, yeah, there you go. Gleek. The whatever. I don't even know his name. I... You know, I I ignored you because Small Wonder. That was what <laughs> yeah, we were absolutely. No. I, I, both of those I would love to see. Small Wonders and Quant. I was thinking Quantum Leap though. Andre was reading my mind. Misfits right. of Science. There you go. I like that. Entourage. Oh wait, they're making a movie of that. Oh god. <sighs> Punky Brewster was mentioned by Jillian. Andre uh, said that Red Dwarf came out as a movie of sorts. 
in a revamp. Um, and then Lou says spaced. And Ooh, if they could do a good job of cold check the Night Stalker, I'd watch that. Um, oh yeah, is Jeremy Gavin dead? He is. Oh, where is he from? Cleveland. <laughs> He's not from Cleveland. <laughs> but he was, he Christmas filmed. Story was shot in Cleveland. Yes, he, he wishes the, he, he was played the dad Cleveland. in a Christmas Story, which. He's yeah. a, he was such a great actor. Passed a couple couple years ago, right? Darren yeah. said mentioned the Prophet film with Adrian Pazdar, um, which will no, none of these are happening. By the way, <laughs> no, everyone start a Kickstarter <laughs> no, for no. all of these. Wizards and Warriors is <laughs> happening. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that they're bringing back Boy Meets World, except it's now Girl Meets World, is amazing. It's a great world we're living. Do we have time for a newsflash? Get, give us a newsflash. This, this is why I was checking my phone while we were talking. Carrie Diaries hit. It's highest rated show last night since February 11th. And let's, let's find you. out how the Kruger, show was. A recap yeah. from Steve Kruger. Yeah. Yeah. It was amazing. And how did it dovetail yes. with every episode that came before it didn't go? It's on my TiVo. I haven't gotten to it. I don't watch it live. I didn't live tweet it with you. What? I, I'm sorry. I, I I had to prepare all this material for the Kruger. show today. I support... I'm sorry. A lone tear goes down my face. Ask any of the other people here anything about the show. None of them who've claimed to have watched it or to needle other people about having not watched it. <laughs> you made that bed, Kruger. <laughs> yep. I am lying. Um, I am lying. In Marty, what did you think of the Carry Diaries last night? I, I understand that you don't watch it. Thank you for being honest. Kruger, what did you think of the Carry Diaries? I told you I didn't watch it. It's on my TiVo. I had to watch a couple of... I had to see Lena Dunham's tits two more times before... Uh, really? And Did you really need to? I need to. They how, are... How did you like the finale? I didn't watch it. <laughs> you just fast-forwarded to the tits. I just watched... I want to see her, it in a her, her hanging movie loop. pancake tits, once uh, her pear-shaped body. I love her. She's fantastic. Score one for people like me who don't have, uh, you know, six pack ab bodies. Uh, yes. Your belt, Gilberto Valley. I, I don't know how his last name is pronounced. Gilberto <laughs> So he was the cannibal uh, cop. He's the one who. Uh, and I didn't want to help with. That I wish they would. Yeah, make, yeah. They should make that show into a movie. Cannibal Cop. Cannibal Cop on NBC after so the Biggest Loser. He's a, a cop uh, who's married with a child, but he he has a long internet trail of his cyber fantasies of abducting, raping, torturing, and eating women. You don't want to get pulled over by Cannibal, Cannibal Cop. Cop. And so you know he he had what these seems to be the problem, officer. Long. He's hungry for justice. <laughs> and so he basically had these these long, elaborate fantasies that he created of how he would do it. And, you know, sorry, I had to give him one. I had to give him one for that. I've had a I belly had one of those. I'm angry. sorry, Marty. I didn't mean to cut No, no, no. It's fine. So he looked up. They went through a search history and they had. That is my nightmare. Someone going through my search right. history. That I know. Is so here's the thing. They found. He looked up recipes for chloroform and then he Jeez. he had actual. Isn't it just chloroform? Uh, real women. Well, you've got to. I don't think you, you can just buy it? it over the counter. Uh, Marty's is that mate. something you've made it in the movie theater when you were? <laughs> no, no, I don't need it. I, I fall asleep just fine. We'll get to that later. But um, so he. And, and he shared all this stuff, and there were actual real people that he was doing, including one. There's a community. One we, woman, we are we are but, small, but we are strong. <laughs> people want to eat chicks. So w- one woman he even had lunch with. Oi. Uh, and creepy. So Why are you rubbing salt on my arm? Or, yeah. oh. it's a dry it's a dry brine. Don't worry about it. Just leave it on for about three to five days. Exactly. So he was prosecuted yes. and successfully, yes. and now faces life imprisonment, even though he no, he was not, sentenced to life in prison. He, was for, he for his fantasies? I believe he was. I don't. I don't know if it's. Oh, I'm in trouble. Sentences. Yeah, no shit. Yeah, if, if we're policing Neither. the thoughts in our in but our anyhow, mind, I'm in a is, lot of trouble. He did not commit 
any crime other than posting his weird, twisted fantasies. Like, if you have a rape fantasy... That's not a crime. What, what was the actual... Wait, seriously? It was, a, it was yeah. attempted murder. No, but there was no attempt. It was, it was conspiracy. Conspi- it was conspiracy, conspiracy to attempt. Okay. Conspiracy, conspiracy to with attempt? Himself, do you mean, or with others? No, to, uh, he was planning... The idea, he was planning to, to act on that. I guess the, so the distinction that we probably aren't expert enough to know is when does talk of fantasy and hypothetical discussion become actual plotting when you have a yeah. Kickstarter. I, mean, <laughs> I need to raise 10 grand. Guilty. <laughs> I need a box. I, I, I want to I I turn this... Feed me to Cannibal Cop. I'm going to turn this girl into some veal, so I'm going to keep her in a small pen. And yeah, Because right, I think you're right to bring I'll the issue, but we over. actually don't know. Did they do... Clearly, they think they must have done some things that actually... I mean, like, if people are... Plotting to blow up a building, there That's is a moment where thinking, hypothetical yeah. becomes actual cross, plotting to blow up a building. The, the, the point is, is uh, he didn't buy any of the things that he needed to do. They didn't find any physical evidence. I love of him Marty's risk taking here that he's like back in the cannibal cop. Well, because I think it's it's like it's uh, he was punished for a thought crime. I, but I don't like there. If you if you find thieves. Known, th- if you find known thieves who have like the layout of a bank and a sort of a pl- and a schedule for who's going to take what go into the bank, you can get them for like conspiracy to commit bank yeah. robbery. That's not, but you don't you don't go to jail for the same amount of time as if you had robbed a bank. And I think no, that, I, I, that, that's a I think he got life in prison uh, or I, whatever. So he so he should go to jail because he was conspiring so to murder his, and eat someone in his but conspiracy. He he says that he he wanted to take his victim into his basement in our, our house upstate and then roasted them in an oven or a spit or on a, a giant spit. A braise, basically. He had none of these things. <laughs> so like He didn't have a house upstate? He didn't have a house upstate. Why well, he's just a, working on a cop salary. What can you expect? Yeah. Right. But so where's the conspiracy is my question. I mean he's a no, creep. That, that's a that's a point. That's and a I point. mean these are all yeah. things that I mean I, there's I'm, I'm not like you, I'm not. I truly mean this is a very valid argument to have. I, I, I I'm wondering if we know the whole. I, story. I listened to an interview with one of the reporters who followed the whole case. It was in court every day, and he just where said was that, this? Sorry, you said it at the this top in New of York. the story in New York. Yeah, and he just said that it was not a very compelling case, and he he basically said it was. Uh, this is on. The, if you want to listen to it, it's on the Savage Love podcast. Uh, wow, huh. but it's sort of like a reactionary. Uh, well, yeah, can't you go to bit. Thailand and eat a person? I mean, anything goes there, right? Yeah, like, why, why can't you just... Isn't yeah. there parts of the, the world where you're like... Or libertarian Alaska. Yeah, I'd like to eat a dude. How much is that going to cost me? <laughs> well, you know what you've given us here, Marty, is food for thought. <laughs> Come on, hit the button, hit the button! Yeah. Um, <laughs> which, by the way... <laughs> brings us to the top of the hour, ladies and gentlemen. It's the top of the hour on the Smodcast Morning Radio Podcast Network. You're listening to us. I forgot how that goes. Keep, keep listening. Jesus Christ. I've been, get, I've been getting up at 5 a.m. I've been getting up at 5 a.m. and exposed to the elements for days with no food or water. Ya- look what Yako asked. Yako's yeah, trying yeah. to bait you into conspiracy to commit murder. And no, I'm, let's talk I'm about it, Marty. I'm not biting. No, see, Thank you. Oh. <laughs> you are three for three comedy, over there. comedy jail. No, that's, that's, that's comedy... Yeah, that's jail. That's, that's jail. comedy jail. <laughs> oh. So Michael says, greetings from Minority Port. Ab- absolutely. I mean, this is just like predictive, you mm-hmm. know. Right. I mean, I do think that... They yes, should have... If I, they yes. really thought he was a risk, they should have followed him really closely and then, you know, caught him in the act. And where's the help yeah. for him? Why don't you get him counseling instead of throwing so him in jail? What, <laughs> Send him to the fucking... 
Culinary Institute of what America. What Jane would have done, what Jane would have done on The Mentalist, is he would have come up with an elaborate scheme. What would Tob and Runny have done, uh, or whatever her name is? Tob and Runny. I still can't remember her name. Her name's wow. Tob and Runny, right? That's a callback. Wow, that's like that's a week long callback. Call that's for the dedicated listener. Was that yeah. Just last week. Yeah. So, but how would you cook her, Mark? Because I want to make a, a joke. Hey cookbook. guys, I am not going to jail for you. <laughs> All right. I, 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 no, I do no, not no. want to participate. This in is cannibalism. this is freedom of speech. We can discuss how. We would cook no, apparently so it's not freedom of speech. I, I, I denounce is... you. I'm turning you into the cops. I don't want anything to do with this. I'm not, I'm not eating anybody. Can I ask a peripheral question just momentarily before we get to my favorite moment of the entire uh, show? We're not there yet. Okay, I know. But um, can I ask you a quick question? Sure. This, this is a diversion. I love, as much as anybody, Silence of the Lambs, you know, mm. less love for future things. And, and Manhunter, going back to Thomas Excited Harris about the, the Hannibal book, show? Well, there's a Hannibal show, but I want to go to just a sort of – it's like Steve Miller's lyrics, which I have a huge grotesque problem with. We've talked about that on the show. <laughs> That's right. It's what I'm not going into. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, no. I'm just, if you're Thomas about Harris, I, find, I know it's cute, Hannibal the Cannibal, but I actually see it as a, as a huge failure of imagination. Like, in other words <laughs> – there when are not a lot of brilliant when he's doctor creating, cannibals in the world. When he's creating the character you're talking yeah, right, about. Right, because it's to me it's like it's so overly cute by 10 million. It's like, oh, I'm going to pick the one obscure name that rhymes with the ex- even more obscure. It's, it's the name equivalent of Let's Party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, right. right. It's like everybody's like, oh, that's so good. Hannibal. I'm like, fuck that. It's a total failure but it doesn't of imagination. Have, it doesn't have the right. zing of Bob the Cannibal. I yeah. got a cannibal. Hey, maybe I could just slide it everybody that – not to, you know, it has been a 10,000. When was Hannibal and the elephants like 3,000 years ago? Yeah, right. Okay, so that's the last time a dude has been named Hannibal. It's like, but let's bring that it's back. It's like if Cleary Starling comes up to Hannibal the Cannibal and says, We're trying to catch the serial murderer. His name is Schmurderer. <laughs> that's yeah. right. Or I'm Mapist the Rapist. Yeah. <laughs> Dan Schiller the Killer. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's childish uh, alliteration. Well, uh, yeah. They, they, tested, they tested Peter the People Eater, and that just didn't <laughs> fucking right. fly. <laughs> Hannibal the snobber, the bank robber. There's no bank snobber. It's not a name. It's, it's, not, it's not good writing. Tom Dapist, the rapist. Oh, this is fun. Let's do this That's for a while. Right. I enjoy that. Right. Right. Yes, and. Okay, so, this is cool. Like yeah, yeah, Parsonist, yeah. the larcenist. That's right. Who is also an arsonist. Right, exactly. Mild Dapist, the child rapist. Oh, <laughs> Is that, is that too and far? We're God. coming up with more creative things than Hannibal the Cannibal. Right? That's the funny thing. Uh, so <laughs> last week, Dan and I, we watched... I've never heard... Because I do love that movie. It's a great... It's a fantastic it's a movie, movie. But yeah, I have always secretly thought of that. And you helped it bloom out of me. Because I always thought, this is really smart, really well... Um, and there was some yeah. nagging. Yeah, it's it it's like just something's... it's so real. And then I go, who the fuck would name their kid Hannibal? That's right. Let's and like name your kid Hit- Hitler. Like, yeah. and oh. he become a cannibal. I mean, like, yeah, talking right. a billion to one. It's if like, it's... hey, I'm naming my kid Fratzi, and he turns out to be a Nazi or Fratzi. You know, like... I remember that show. Joni loves Fratzi. <laughs> I remember if that. I, if I name my kid Hitler, and it turned in that it was Hitler. Yeah, but Fratzi. that doesn't quite work. <laughs> Clearly, he did not read Freakonomics. The name does not turn that guy who named one it kid winner and so one kid loser, and the loser ended up being a millionaire. Right. And the, it, yeah, that that's a bad. I named name. you my beautiful baby Motiopath. <laughs> <laughs> really friendly, warm guy. Motiopath. Moishi. Moishiopath. 
It's, yes, it's an old Israeli name. Mo- Moishapath. Moishapath. <laughs> oh, no, you became a sociopath. Boy, Moishapath. Oh, what are the chances? I knew I did it. It's a Shonda. <laughs> That's the only Hebrew I know. Oh, man. From the resident, the token Jew of the podcast. Yes, the Jew here. Not from Cleveland. Did so, you guys pick up in, in Silence of the Lambs all that uh, red, white, and blue uh, imagery they had all the way through it? Like all the American flag imagery all the way through. Ah, oh, great stuff. Watch it again really? with this in mind. Um, I don't think of a couple examples now because I haven't seen it in ages, but I know the movie poster, the three primary colors are red, white, and blue. But when he strings up the cops, of when he Silence makes his escape. Lambs, I thought it was that little butterfly with the um, heads. The death head. Yeah, but the colors on her face. Oh. Yeah, check it out. And then uh, when he strings up the people and makes his escape, there's these American flags. Yes, the all through. bunting in that the, room. The very yes, last shot that. at the end, not the last shot, but when the glass finally breaks through and light comes in, it's shining on an American flag. Tom Petty's American Girl when the uh, oh, when yeah. the um, governor's the, the daughter. The cake is at the end isn't an American flag cake, or no, it's a it's a CIA cake. And but it has enough, the same thing. And yeah, remember the, the flag <laughs> pole, the flagpole outside the FBI building isn't it's an American flag. <laughs> It'd be weird if it was the flag of China. Strange. <laughs> the, the character Buffalo Bill, one of the legendary American Western so to heroes. And is he saying like this? This, Wait. this is a peculiar. Like, what do you think his his uh, point was in? in I think it was sort of the uh, the inversion of the American myth, um, where the hero oh, is the I villain. See, the um, right. e- wherever Clarice went, even when she was among uh, FBI, CIA officials, you always she always felt threatened. Right. Surrounded by these guys yep. who are significantly taller than her, checking the very first shot of the movie, she's being checked out by a couple guys. That's and right. she's sort of always That's being right. threatened. And the one place where she's not is with the ultimate villain That's in the movie. Interesting. They That's couldn't really tell that she was a lesbian. Uh, it's ironic she doesn't enjoy the company of <laughs> yeah. men. She is a foxy woman in person. She really like it is. She's stunning. She's a little weird on camera, but she is a beautiful, beautiful gal. I have a huge crush on lesbian actresses. I don't know why. Who else? Really? Uh, Portia, Portia de Rossi. Portia, oh my god! And uh, so, and I, I, I Too even skinny. There's a girl on Saturday Night Live that does uh, an Ellen impression. She's on this season. She's fucking hilarious. And I've, I'm like, I have a little crush on her. She's a lesbian. Uh, uh, a girl on Deadwood. I've, two girls on Deadwood. I had crushes Calamity on. Calamity Jane. No, no, she's. No, not her. Um, <laughs> uh, I forget the the blonde prostitute on it. I forgot her name. Kristen but, Bell. No, she was great on it. She yeah, lesbian? She was no. No. Uh, Dax, I said that like, no. Dax is... That would be so horrible if she was. No. Yako uh, says uh, John Dapper, the kidnapper. Andre says Ned O'Lyle, the pedophile. <laughs> but according to Miguel, this is a, uh, this is a Hannibal, Hannibal Burris bit. Does somebody do a joke? Who's yeah. Hannibal I mean, Burris? He's a stand-up. Oh, so, okay. Well, stand-up. that would make sense that he's already caught on to it, but I have not heard that. I do love uh, Andre's contribution is so fantastic. Because what if your you know your family's last name was Martin, but you still went ahead and named them Ned O'Lyle Martin? <laughs> oh my lord! Uh, so last week, Dan and I saw a movie. Uh, we did. Marty and I went out for an evening time. Uh, Marty, you went to a movie uh, with ops. someone? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and I, what I loved about I think this is okay if I say this, Marty is is that uh, Marty uh, brought in a uh, an empty juice bottle full of wine, <laughs> tucked in his pocket. Classy, it was totally classy. And by Act Three, <laughs> out like a <laughs> Not that, and I, I can't say necessarily that was a part of the wine. That that movie, the further well, I get I, away, was I didn't like it when I saw a Tuesday, it. Tuesday, I was up I, since five. So okay, fair know. enough. Um, that movie was a was a just a failure. Is it, the, it was the great and powerful Oz. Yeah, uh, James Franco Franco's, completely miscast. James Franco's grandmother lives in Cleveland. 
Everybody drink. Good morning. Yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> true. That bit they did with her on the Oscars, she was Do you uh, in Cleveland when, when you say, that. true, we, none of us were doubting you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> we were all staring in disbelief that right. you brought it up. <laughs> but, we were waiting for the relevance. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it was, mis- first of all, all the reviews are right. It was miscast. The James Franco did not make a good Oz. No. no. It, it, was, it was supposed to be Robert Downey, and you could see him pulling yeah. off. Right. I can see that for sure. And one thing that always bothers me is that he's supposed to be a bad magician at the beginning, right? Or, or sort of a... A, a charlatan. A, a charlatan. But, but, a, but a... A snake oil a, a salesman. A once promising magician who's turned his considerable skills to charlatanism, and I think that's mm-hmm. an important part. Uh, but the problem is, what the they show him doing this magic trick, which is actually... Impossible to do. Like it, it's like a raising, a, a levitating woman thing, and but it's like. No, I've seen that done. The way it's sh- shown, it's it's not possible, and there are people throwing things, tomatoes at him, and like it's a bad act, but it's an impossible. I mean, it's a great trick. Like, well, I so, think he was saying he's underappreciated because he initially they see. I think there were wires of. You know what, Marty? I, I think, generally speaking, you're entirely right. The whole there was a lot of muddle in but, there, and that's my problem. If, if when they show stage magicians doing like tricks, I'd want to see a bad trick, and that that sort of sets him up as uh, the magi- you know the magician he is later, the charlatan he is, you know. And they should. There's so many good magic tricks they could have done that are stage tricks that would have worked better. Like it's my problem with the prestige, like. Well, let's not give anything away on the movie. I think that that movie is underappreciated because uh, there were. Uh, you can almost say nothing about the movie to tease it without giving, except that there are a couple nifty tricks in that film. Uh, in what the Prestige? Yes. Oh, okay. But I mean, but I, I truly don't want to spoil anything. But I think that's a that's a that's an underappreciated. Film. So uh, I, I didn't care for it. Um, but back to the- thank you. Well, I'm just... I'm just <laughs> you already said it. All right. What well, happened to Sam Raimi? I loved A Simple Plan. No, but yeah. I think... Oh, good point. There are love things that, that are in the movie that are well-directed, and the witches are all good. Yeah, but um, Spider-Man 3? Uh, yeah. Ooh, what about that Jesus. jazz club sequence in whichever Spider-Man that was in? That three. Was three. That's the one. That's three. I, yeah, that I, literally is the moment that I think cinema collapsed yeah, briefly. I, I pulled a Marty and went to that movie by myself, and when that sequence started... <laughs> hashtag pulling that, a Marty. Let's that, go, let's, that, let's go, America. That's going to be the verb of let's my name. Let's go, the world. Pulling a Marty. I intend on pulling a Marty. And it today. went into that sequence, and I literally started looking around at the people around me just to see if this was happening to them too. I was like, "Is, is this really going on right now? What yeah. the fuck is yeah. happening?" It was an embarrassment. I, I, Sam Raimi, like obviously, staggeringly inventive, clever director, capable of amazing stuff, and then also in in certain movies, capable of scenes where you and I and I feel this way about Cronenberg too, where you look at certain scenes and go. And in this scene, you are doing worse than a high school amateur yeah. director. Like, like Cronenberg's films, generally speaking, I think it'd be very interesting, good, bad, or whatever. But take, a, like, Eastern Promises. Brilliant scenes in there. And then some of the scenes, like the dramatic scenes in the family's apartment, are literally the worst directed scenes and acted scenes I've seen in a, in a credited motion picture in a long time. It's just they have no, it's it, no it's sense weird. of, like, editing themselves. Or uh, like yeah, it's just it's unconvincing. It's staged see, horribly, performed horribly, cut, just... Horrible, and you can't believe how bad it is. 
And then the next scene is like the knife fight and the steam bath, and it's yeah. you know the great scene, infinitely in the movie. watchable. Yeah. Mm. And I think Raimi's the same way. Scene. Certain oh. scenes, like the like you're just in there, and suddenly like this scene. How did you think this was a competent version of this? scene? And do you not have anybody on your team to tell you that's eh, not going to work? Right. Yep. Well, that's what that's happened to George idea. Lucas. He went, Nah, I'm going to jar jar banks. Everyone went, Yeah, sure, we're. We're yeah, we're cool with that. Lock stock. Yeah. yeah. We're, but how drag, much, how, drag me to hell. I thought it was a good movie, and that was after Spider Man Three. So, so that's the, a movie I feel was the same way. Like there were highs, and then there were these weird lows, and it would go back and forth and bounce back and forth. Great scene, great sequence. What the fuck? Yeah. I and thought not it really like matched. overall, but just like literally scene by scene. But there's some campy stuff. I mean, it had a tone to it, a campy that's true. tone, that's true. and it was very true to to that. And It'll I think it'll never that, be as good as Army of Darkness. No. Uh, no. I. I I just rewatched that recently, and I, don't tell me it doesn't hold up because I had so much fun in the theater when I saw uh, it. Okay, then I won't say anything. <laughs> uh, so, why didn't? Do you know why Robert Downey Jr. did not do it? Uh, I, I do not. But he he would have been great. He would have certainly elevated that role, and it's would, a role he's would played that before. Have fixed the movie? Was that the it? Would primary? have fixed a lot of things in the movie because it would have made it watchable. Didn't were they on the same <laughs> that, shooting? That, that helps. That's a pretty well, big fix. I just listened to it. I don't really watch. I mean, it. but New, were they filming? Uh, Maybe he he couldn't do it because he was doing uh, Iron Man three shooting. Well, I'm sure it was all, you know he's got already he's got Shaw comes and the, like how many temples does he need? Or maybe it's possible he read that script, which by which by the way the script was not very good, and said yeah. like I don't believe in this movie. Yeah. Right. Like the message yeah. behind yeah. the big script, actors do that. No, they, they don't. Re- they just say yes. They yes, don't read yes. scripts. I mean, it, it's a pretty facile like story. You know. I mean, I get like it's it's hard because you have to make you have to take him from a charlatan. Whose whose gifts are unappreciated and whose heart is in charlatanism, but you've still at the end because of the whole mythology, you have to keep him as a charlatan right. whose charlatanism is derived now from a good place. It, I will give them that fairly he nuanced a little good guy journey until the end yeah, of that, the yeah, and even film. his good guy is I commit to being a charlatan, the fake Oz that we mm. see in Wizard of Oz. <laughs> so it's like a very nuanced thing. It's like, yeah. but now my charlatanism will be used for the powers of good, but I'm still going to be a charlatan. <laughs> Enough about the movie. What did Marty serve? Uh, no, I, I was, <laughs> was, 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 was already after dinner. Well, we had popcorn. We had popcorn. We did. And, we did, and Marty brought in some secret, <laughs> like Parmesan cheese. And so we got a big no. bag of popcorn, and I'm eating. And every so often, he just starts pouring this powder on it, and then I'd eat it. And it wasn't that it was bad. It was just I was expecting a little bit of when you're expecting one thing and you get another. And there was just just this deluge of the shit going in the whole time. I think I ate a delicious. mountain of cheese. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I didn't. I did you did that house made cheese? No, no. It was, oh, okay. it was actually just from the packets that they had at the oh, counter. Ghetto. The, yeah. Whatever it was, it came out from Marty's blazer. Of course. So I didn't. Yeah. I, I didn't I've, have the context. AKA, I bought my multi pocketed, aka so, the no, pantry, the pantry things. You didn't bring me anything special. Uh, but you did a wine pairing, of course. Uh, yeah. yeah. When is mail sack? We're not there yet. Respect the format. Wait a second. Marty, this is where you get too tense. I did not say, let's do mail sack. I said, Marty, when is mail sack? That was the second time that brought up. That was the second time you mentioned it. Because I I like doing mail sack. We do the mail sack right after the sports section. Right. right? So we throw throw to Bill. He's going to talk about it. 13 days till MLB opening day. Dodgers, Giants. Cannot wait. Jesus. Okay. And that was the section. And that was the sports. sports. All right. Well, that is my segment about talking about people who were cast and then lost their jobs after oh, they were recast. Uh, no, no, I didn't no, know you were setting up a whole it. thing. All right, I no, think Eric Stoltz as Marty McFly That's would be my first guess. Say, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Brutal. my God. 
brutal. And you've seen the footage, and it just doesn't work at all. It's not even remotely interesting. Tom Selleck, uh, uh, Indiana Jones, Lost Ark. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but but Eric Stoltz actually they rolled film on him. They, they For weeks, yeah. weeks. Only like two weeks. Yeah. And they were watching the dailies, and we're like, this isn't this isn't happening. Yeah, and that was I, uh, I, Steven Spielberg, who was just like, you got to recast this guy. Yeah. What's the Woody Allen movie with Sean Penn, Sweet and Low Down, where he plays the the uh, jazz guitarist? Yeah. Uh, uh, name dropping here, but when I worked for Gary Oldman, Woody Allen came by and he had shot ninety percent of the movie and hated the performance of Sean Penn. I, I know we're going to lose a, a podcast list of Sean no, Penn. No, 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 no. I'm, I'm fascinated. You're hating me, and he wanted Oldman to play him. And I, I said, "But you've shot the movie." Like I just couldn't, or wh- whoever was producing it came over, and that's what Woody Allen does. He would shoot whole movies and then go, "Now that didn't work." Well, you know the classic and, Annie Hall story. Annie Hall, I don't. Well, uh, Annie Hall was essentially, I mean, making it quick and simple. Annie Hall was essentially kind of one of five subplots in a much different yes. movie, a murder, they, the murder mystery. Yeah, and then. And then in the editing room, Annie Hall was what he kept being driven to and what worked. So he just started putting together a movie. He was cutting out all the other stuff from Annie Hall. And so one great example of how, like is you know the the the, the very funny cocaine moment where yeah. he sneezes with in the Paul Simon. The only thing the reason that's in the movie, if yeah, you look at Paul the Simon. scene, I mean it's a hilarious joke. Uh, it's not Paul Simon. No. Um, is that uh, is that there is a plot point in there? I'm going to California. Because what that does is he cut out so much of the movie and had to get a scene where they gave the information, I'm moving to California. So he wrote, I'm moving to California, and made it funny by having him sneeze out the cocaine. But that scene is purely in there to cut out tons of movie so he could chase her to California. So so Annie Hall was really like one-fifth of a movie. It became the whole movie, and it became a legendary film. But he he is notorious for recasting people after shooting. Uh, Diane Weist was in some other movie that he cut out or something. Right, but he loves her. Well, and then, yeah, that's and then, fine. I mean, he, it, it's not a, an right, attack yeah, yeah. on Purple the Rose actor. Of, right. per, he shot three weeks of Purple Rose of Cairo with Michael Keaton yes. before recasting. Really? Yes. yes. Wow. Why did it just to he to Michael Keaton was too? Uh, I guess we won't know. Just we don't. Yeah. Oh, to but Michael but Keaton. that he, that, that can be only afforded someone like uh, Woody Allen or a Kubrick who. Right. And then how do you bounce back as the actor? Yeah, and, and yeah, does I mean, that, have that check clear? Away from Imagine you. like Eric Stoltz who just he sees, got paid, like, but he didn't get residual. Yeah, well, Michael yeah. Keaton just did Batman, right? <laughs> yeah, so he, he was okay. Well, Jodie Foster was originally cast in the game, the David Fincher film, and then oh, that's right. And then she was fired because she was supposed to be Michael Douglas's da- uh, daughter, and then um, they changed it to his sister, and then she disagreed, so that led to this big lawsuit uh, because she was cast before Michael Douglas. Hmm. And then she's, you know, she sued and all this other stuff. But then she ended up working with Fincher on Panic Room. So obviously there wasn't a huge amount of stuff. Somehow they healed. Oh, thanks, Yako. Woody Allen never shot a movie in Cleveland. (laughs) His loss. His loss. Um, What about uh, Tobey Maguire? Got uh, cut out and recast in Life of Pi. Absolutely, yeah. And apparently, well, we again, we don't know what. Wait, I'm sorry, what? Tobey Maguire was originally, they shot him as the... um, as the lion, as the interviewer, <laughs> and then right. Rafe Spall on his hands and knees, uh, as the interviewer that carries you through the story of Life of Pi, and then they reshot all of that. With they Rafe Spall, decided, uh, Ang Lee said it wasn't working; he was too recognizable, too Western. That's what he said. Or, yeah. Yeah, well, uh, too Western was going to be like that, too white, right? Yeah. I mean, on, on, like in other words, didn't. That's what well, I thought. He probably felt like it needed to be. Uh, well, he, uh, yeah, I heard that he was too recognizable, and, and that he wanted just something, somebody that people wouldn't say. There's, there's, they wouldn't be distracted by. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And, Martin, wow. didn't that didn't that happen to you? Uh, well, that I was Didn't recast? you get recast? Because for being too white? Too fat. <laughs> I was recast for being too fat. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's brutal, though. Every job I've ever done, I'm still joking about it now with Lost Planet, which is like 
has a release date. There's a cover. It's my face. And then Capcom calls, and I'm like, up. Oh, they're going to recast. Like it, you just you never feel I feel secure. You know. Well, I had a story. I sat down to lunch. Uh, we were shooting Biodome. The <laughs> the villain in that was William Atherton, who's a character actor from Die Hard and uh, Sugarlink Spread, blah, 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 yeah, blah, and character Day of the Locust, actually lead in the Day of Locust. Well, so we're sitting, we're having lunch, and he was a, he was a, 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 a fine human being, nice guy, clearly like I think, you know, was sort of, he was doing his best to be gracious about the fact that here he was being the, the villain in a Pauly Shore film, yeah. to be fair. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and uh, so we're talking, and he had had a moment in the early 70s where he was on leading man track. I think it was Sugarland Express he was in, and then he also was the lead in a huge film, Day of the Locust. It, oh, it was yeah. kind of a mix, but I kind of love that film, but still, nevertheless. From the Hawthorne and, book? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah and, Hawthorne? Uh, wait, uh, not Hawthorne. Yeah, uh, Nathaniel, Nathaniel Hawthorne? Uh, oh, I always say Hawthorne, but it's something else. Uh, uh, West. Yes. Yeah. And um, so he said, yeah, well, I did Sugarland Express, the lead in Spielberg's first movie. And Spielberg called me up, and uh, he offered me th- this role in this movie. And he said, you know what? Nobody's going to go see a movie about a shark. So Atherton turned down, turned down, he turned down the Richard Dreyfuss role in Jaws, and so he's telling me that story, and he's telling it as sort of like laughing anecdote, but I could see some of the understandable pain in his eyes because yep. here he is, twenty years later, villain in a Pauly Shore movie, and I, you could tell, like he's thinking about, I turned down Jaws, I turned down Jaws, <laughs> I, I, I could have been in Jaws. Blue Thunder, I could have won the Oscar for Goodbye Girl, I, you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, so. Yeah. Oh, the shot. No, and, and and I felt bad for the guy, but I think that's a Hollywood story. It's like you never know. Yeah. You you take something for weird reasons, it turns to be great or bad or yeah, half the down. stories I mean, that then, Joey then was again, telling me this it, weekend were heartbreaks. You know, some of them yeah. were like, Yeah, hanging out with Tim Conway at the Magic Castle, being on the Tonight Show with Johnny Carson and busting him up. And then the other half were like this was about to happen, and then this, this person who needed to sign the contract had a heart attack Ugh. on the way uh. to the studio. You know, it's just like every every time. Can I take this phone call from yeah. Brett? We can just walk away and so, yeah. quietly not. Hey, Bre- hey, Brett, Brett, I'm <laughs> Brett, I'm not, doing the podcast right and now. Not like interrupt right the podcast. The po- hey. Um, hey, hey, everybody, <laughs> is uh, it an emergency? Can Jesus, I call you back? Can you step out? And walk Bye. Away. <laughs> Jesus that's, that's good podcasting. You know, you know I, I, I ban, I'm banning you. Apropos, You're not coming back. But next apropos week. of ap- something, I, I kind of interesting. and it's not about actors being cut out. But I read recently that when The Shining was released in the theaters, I don't know, eighty. I don't remember when it came out. There was an extra scene at the end. You know, Jack Nicholson is is frozen. Spoiler alert: is frozen. Hey, oh, oh Jesus, <laughs> is is frozen. And then they zoom in on that picture of him. There was actually another scene where the guy who interviews him in the beginning. For the job, oh yes, uh, uh, is at a hospital. The kid has gotten away. Um, the wife is there. Yeah, we're gonna get the, all the help. Blah blah blah. And then he gives the kid the ball, the thing that he's chasing throughout the movie. And Kubrick hated it. And after the the first weekend of the movie, he pulled every print and cut it out. And it's never been shown again. It's like really that's fucking power <laughs> when you go. Right. Michael Bay sees a, a, a like a sequence in Transformers Four and goes, "No, I'll pull every print and cut that out." But that was wow. uh, that's that's the height of uh, the power of a director, yeah, which is, is not is. been seen. That is wow. Um, but you know, if if Tom Selleck could have freed himself from Magnum PI, Indiana Jones uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark could have just been a mediocre Steven Spielberg a B film. movie, yeah. And I think you know we all would agree that Harrison Ford is a more interesting. Well, actor. and also the the other one they don't talk about is like I have a soft spot for who my guess, I've heard is kind of a bit of a jackass, but I have a soft spot for Burt Reynolds, and he had the like you know after the fight being the number one box office draw five years in a row, which I don't know who's repeated that. Yeah. You know, Mickey Rooney, eighty one, Mickey Rooney, no, probably right actually. <laughs> um, he, I don't know then, who Mickey Rooney is. He I passed just... on Raiders of the Lost Ark. 
and then he and as he was starting to get in trouble he was he was going to play the Jack Nicholson role in terms of endearment but then had obligated himself to a pal to do a little bad action movie and since terms of endearment role was sort of a supporting role in somebody else's movie he sort of begged off said look I did a fit and so Jack Nicholson and that really was remember Jack Nicholson's career was all but dead Mm -hmm. and then he did that role won the Oscar and next thing you know he's back as Jack so so Bert has had a history of like turning down some things that would have because he'd actually like I of course Harrison Ford who could have ever topped him Raiders of the Shark Bert would have come close I actually think he's chewing gum the whole time uh huh yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah, and uh, uh, Dom DeLuise is short round. I don't know if that would have worked. Hey, hey, hey. hey. <laughs> well, uh, Sylvester Stallone was cast in Beverly Hills Cop, and because of Rhinestone, really? which had come out oh, and been a bomb, God. and he rewrote and by, directed by the great Bob Clark, who directed uh, Christmas, Christmas Story, Story, which was set in Cleveland. Woo-hoo. It's fucking and, invaded my and brain. Loose I'm fucking. And you're loose you're welcome. Oh, fuck Cleveland. And um, he was going to, ah, I'm going to rewrite the script a little bit. And the studio said, goodbye, we're going to get this young yeah. black comic. Smart. And, and apparently Mickey Rourke was original, the, but even before that was the... But it was, was, a, it, was a, it was a drama. It was an action-y cop yeah. drama. It wasn't a comedy. And that launched Eddie Murphy. Eddie and, then, Murphy and then we yeah. got a thousand words. That's, that's, <laughs> you're welcome, yeah. America. And apparently Dirty Harry was originally mentioned for... Phyllis Frank, Diller? For oh. Frank Sinatra. No. And even it was announced in the trades, like as Dirty Harry, as you know, Frank Sinatra is Dirty Harry, but he injured his hand and couldn't do it. Beating Mia Farrow. (laughs) (laughs) Why did he do Rosemary's Baby? Wow, buddy, I'd actually never heard that. I was just reading over his shoulder. They injured his hand, then they flirted with Paul Newman. And then landed on Clint Eastwood. Yeah, but but yeah. Paul Newman was in Harper, which is basically Beverly Hills Cop. I mean, well, they, and the only reason I would have Harper loved to see Paul movie. Newman in it is because he did all those H movies that were so good: Hustler, Hud, Hud, Hud Harper. Ombre, Harper, Cool Hand Luke, and Dirty Harry would have would have would have been continued that well, great. It wasn't, H- it wasn't Cool guys, Hand Hook. You guys know where uh, <laughs> that was the son that they named, hoping that he would yeah. turn into Cool Hand Luke. You guys know where Paul Newman is from. Oh, here we go. Steubenville, Ohio. Shaker Heights, Ohio, suburb of came Cleveland. Close. I came close. Steubenville's Dean Martin. Steubenville is the, the, where those rapists are. Yeah. And I just found out that uh, Lou uh, Bud Abbott paid for Dean Martin's nose job when he moved out to California. Fun factoid. There you go. So, uh, speaking of Lou, let's get to... Is it time? Yeah. Ah. <sighs> The whole thing. You always play the whole thing. You always play the whole thing. Yeah, that was great. That was great. That's a great. <laughs> that's a great drop there. Is that Skrillex? Who did that? <laughs> that baseline. Tyson. That, that baseline is a rumble wow. in the low end. So, now is that a double entendre? The get my hands in the mail sack? No. Okay. <laughs> I like I like putting my hands into a big sack of postal service mail <laughs> of internet of ones and zeros send across the interwebs to us through tubes. Thank you, America and the world. So Lou, you just ruined mail sack for me. Well, yeah, it's email sack. I didn't think of that until just now. Email sack. No, Marty, email Marty. Sack. Hey, mail sack. Marty, do you oh. guys even want to hear the mail? No, no, no. I just want to make fun of the song. No, I like the song. All right. All right. All right. All right. 
It's happy birthday, Lou. She listens to the show from New York. Hey. Happy birthday oh, to Lou. She's turning 36. Did, did you know that New York is happy a suburb of Cleveland? Cleveland. Yes, happy it birthday is. to Lou. Uh, so she's wondering what's a good way to celebrate tonight, um, and how did you all celebrate your last birthday? Keep up the great work. You guys are the best. No, Lou. Lou. You are the best. At Lil underscore fish. No, Lou. I am you have best. many options in your world, Lou, because so you she, live in New York. She lives in New York. And you so, to us. Dan, so, you were just you. there. Yeah, uh, here's, here's the sad story. I was, I'm a Halloween baby. Uh, Hurricane Sandy hits two weeks, two days before my birthday. Mm. So I was, and look, not minimizing the tragedy of Hurricane Sandy, I was alone and forbidden from leaving my apartment with. Merely one bottle of wine and some old peanuts so you pulled on a Marty. my birthday. Halloween, you had a Marty birthday. Weekend with Marty. <laughs> Weekend with Marty is that means you're alone. Right. That's what I said. Right. No, no. I'm, uh, yeah, I was just making that clear. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for explaining the joke. Uh, so happy birthday, Lou. Uh, what did you guys do for your last birthday? She should, if she's in New York, she should go see the Two Two Seven musical. No, it's not. Up it's yet. all about. Oh, it's, it's all about it's the in, gays it's and how they chase African Americans as they. No, they learn to get along. The gays and the blacks get along. We did that. That was okay, that oh. was two years ago. Oh boy, it's at the at the in previews at the Long Wharf Theater in in New Haven. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. check it out. No, we're <laughs> in Boston. We're in previews. Don't, don't worry about it. Sorry, I'll let everybody. I'll tweet everybody when we're up. We're, we have a Kickstarter. Kruger, you had a birthday recently, right? In September, yeah. That's in oh, September. Yeah, Wait, what go? day in September is your birthday? The third. Oh, thank you. Yeah. What, do you remember what you did? I went to, uh, um, uh, since I'm a foodie, uh, I went to the worst restaurant. Marie Callender's? No, no, you went to, to Red, Red Lobster. I had never been, Red and Lobster. it was awful and wonderful. Well, you were, you were going to ride go-karts. Did I did the shrimp scampi? I, I got like the shrimp everything, and it was all overcooked and salty and served by a, a chick who I think had an ankle bracelet because she was on house arrest. <laughs> and uh, I did, I, I went go-karting. Before I was like a kind of white trash ironic birthday. It was the, tremendous. The fun. thing that I loathe about places like Red Lobster, this is not snobbism. I am all f- I'm for anything good. Is that those restaurants and all the ilk like it, the ones you drive down like the little bypasses and it's just chain after chain or chain or chain chain. Is that they are actually tend to be more overpriced than finding like a, a small mom and pop place. Like especially I'm not fetishizing mom and pop. It's like yeah, it's like you go in there and the foods are like thirteen ninety five, fourteen ninety five. You, you, it's like they pretend that this is a good American value for a great meal. It's not. It's mostly a shitty, overpriced meal. Red Lobster is the best example. Shitty food. Pretty kind of overpriced. If you really want good shrimp, there's plenty of places to go to get it ch- cheaper and much better. So it's this f- stupid fallacy that right. like, oh, it's like, fooled. hey, here's affordability in the American food chain. It's not. It's overpriced crap that you could do better on yourselves any day of the week. Don't but be it's fooled. so easy. It's right there and has neon. It and sucks it's for, you in. It's for the seafood lover in you. It's for yeah. the seafood. No, it's, I went. I, I'd never been. So I went. I, I'd never been. The, a couple years ago, I went to um, the Olive Factory. Long John Silver's? Olive Garden. Olive Garden. And it was awful. But when you're I was, there, you're family. Uh, I was not family. For I the seafood I love the salad there. And me. It's, and they keep it coming for as long as you want. <laughs> I ate at a Cheesecake it's Factory once. <laughs> right. I spent two days <laughs> trying to shit that meal. By out. the way, this show is brought to you by Norms, where life happens. Wait, it's a same thing as like norms. You can go and get like yeah. trout almondine for sixteen ninety five. Wh- Why? <laughs> go get trout on a plank at a at a, at a lovely like mom and pop place yeah, for six dollars. If you're $6. getting anything but a BLT at okay, norms, let's you're doing give something Lou wrong. A, yeah. a drink that she should get. 
<laughs> the Miami Vice, which is a beautiful mix of blended pina colada, blended strawberry daiquiri. Wait, is it swirl? Oh. You mean? Like, yeah, it's a good. It's a swirl. Nice. She should, she should have a, a look Girl great, drink. feel great, which is dropping a shot of whiskey in a slim fast and pounding it. That's disgusting. the look great, feel great. Yes. Oh, that sounds awful, Lou. Don't do that. Don't do that to <laughs> um, yourself, Lou. <laughs> Steve. Wait, she wants a like a mixed drink? Or yeah, I'm what? just. I'm, she didn't want one. I'm oh. just suggesting what she should. Drink. I love this drink called a uh, Mexican Maid because I'm uh, racist. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, <laughs> no, it's a it's a uh, tequila version of a, a Kentucky Maid, and it's mint. There we go. Meals deal. It's um, <laughs> you pay for it under the table, no taxes. It's not reported. Yeah. Uh, cucumber, mint, something else, and tequila, and it's very refreshing and, and very spring like. So that's Mexican M A D. <laughs> Is that correct? Sure. All right. Nice. All right. Well, happy birthday, Lou. Wait, have you a can also one. have a Jägermeister and coffee. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. It's called a Cleveland steamer. <laughs> <laughs> or you could have what I call the trial, which is coffee with vodka. The Kafka. Oh, there you go. Oh, oh nice. That's done. more clever than delicious. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry. That's the tagline. <laughs> Hashtag. Oh, that's not, that the next not, one. That's yeah, we're, kind of funny. Okay, so thank this, you. We're, uh, st- we're still in the mail sack. Before. Yeah, we're still. We're, we just got started. This is uh, dear cocksuckers. Thanks to Smodcast oh, for hey. Hey. the world Easy. duper and gooper. Please use the underused Ching Chang song from Tell Him Steve Dave. Uh, fuck Cleveland. Well, clearly that wow. isn't that really essentially addressed to me. It's some angry. I guess. Man. So. I mean, as for so the plural's inappropriate there, unless one of you guys has been dabbling after a six pack with your buddy. <laughs> it's a term of endearment. <laughs> Fair enough. I uh, wouldn't call what I do sucking. It's just it's more of a gentle kissing of the shaft. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> it's not gay. We'll carve out an, an exception. I'm, I'm more hand action myself. But, uh, <laughs> Don't I know it? I love uh, the smell of a cock. It's tornado. So, it smells like like baby's head. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> this next one's from Jared. I'm not Morning. Sure what cock you've been sucking? <laughs> a, a small baby's cock. <laughs> That's too far. Uh, no, I didn't suck a baby's cock. God. Morning. Wait, oh, great. Now conspiracy to commit. Yeah, <laughs> right pedophilia. there. The digital, I have the digital footprint has been it. made. I just made out with a baby. That's Lyle, like, Lyle, the pedophile. <laughs> All right, uh, Jared writes. Morning, Murps. First off, fuck Cleveland. Yay! I was not. I was not alive during the height of the of the kiss, and I don't understand their popularity. This is the the band. The kiss. Oh, I, the, the kiss, kiss of the Spider Woman. No, the play? No, 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 the kiss. The, the band. <laughs> keep it simple, stupid. They have a band? few good songs. Uh, what Beth. 17, 16, is that what it is? Uh, their cover of New York Groove is fucking awesome. They have a few good songs, but nothing that would create Rock such a large night, following. Was it a product of the times, or am I missing, missing something? Thanks. Yes. yes. Product yes. of the times, definitely. Yep. Totally. Cocaine, Quaaludes, and Bad Pot, and yeah, there's a couple Israeli guys dressed Casablanca in Kabuka. records. Yeah. Yeah. Lavish freak show pageantry. And that was a different time for music, right? Yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. just imagine like exactly. what the Beatles look like on the cover of their early albums, and then right. their later albums, and then imagine like the the wholesale reimagination like everybody is like clean cut it's suit and tie but and the Beatles it all goes crazy the Beatles yeah. had talent and uh, <laughs> they played in, in in Germany five six nights a week they did that Malcolm Gladwell 10,000 yeah, yeah, but talking about the logical extension of but people Kiss, rejecting when Kiss the, got um, together they, they cannot play their instruments and they said we need to do something so we're gonna I'm going they, to surgically alter my tongue let's make That's my tongue long libertarian view no it's not libertarian <laughs> they just suck there's so much and people was, love Kiss yeah, you know, I, I, I really them. don't get it that was a time when it was when music too, rock music, uh, and even you know right. soul and everything was more theatrical. I mean, right. yeah. Alice Cooper, you, you had to come, yeah, you, you had know, to come. Queen. And, 
And, you know, at that time, you know, there was a lot of, uh, if you remember the backmasking, you know, the uh, mm-hmm. controversies. You, oh, if you play it backwards, you hear this. They they played played up on that. Yeah. I mean, of course yeah. they played on that. And I mean, it was it was marketing. Yeah, they, definitely. It was Casablanca Records was a, had a big money machine. And, um, you know, yeah. that, that's... They and if you were going to really go out, you were going to go out to concerts and you wanted spectacle. And, exactly. And, and exactly. eye candy. And, and the crazy thing is they haven't changed... A lick. And if you started. wanted to yeah. rock and roll all night and party every day, you had a soundtrack. And you, yeah. knew, you knew where to go to do it. Like, do like, it like-minded it, people. It, it's definitely music to uh, rape someone in a van to. It's def- <laughs> no. That's I mean, more Judas Priest. Conspiracy yeah. to commit. That's living after midnight. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm just saying that if you were listening, that, uh, that's, I imagine a, a girl eating Which a quaalude in a van and going, well, side two of uh, Kiss Alive. And, you know, the, the van has a waterbed. And, <laughs> the you rest know, is history. And that's uh, how uh, my little daughter was born. Oh. I, I, I hate Kiss. I fucking hate yeah, them. Yeah, I'm not a fan. I, I tried, and it was like, I just don't understand it. This is And like their fans simplistic. are so... They're so yeah. into... There their, was this great... Uh, when I was living in Providence, there was this great uh, cable access late night show, which was two fat dudes just comparing their Kiss memorabilia. That was it. There awesome. was nothing else to the show. They would just like take stuff out of their their like so, military gunny sack and just compare. So basically, Kiss. Wayne's World. Yeah, That's exactly. That's <laughs> oh, funny. Brilliant. Except fatter. I uh, do have fun with Kiss. I don't think they're brilliant, but I think they're fun. So yeah. this next one's from Steve. He says, "Hey guys, uh, this is for you, Dan. I heard that Biodome was originally supposed to be Bill and Ted Three. Is this true? Not sure where I heard that, but it's might have been from you guys." Uh, I wanted he wanted to make no, sure that it's, a, it's a, to, to the best of my knowledge it's not true because that script that came in uh, was uh, written by a couple of very interesting and funny and unique writers and uh, the the script had a certain like intriguing edgy subversity that I don't mean this in a uh, bad way but look Pauly Shore was the only reason that movie got made so when Pauly came in you know you, you to tailor it to the star's talents and he sort of took it in a the one thing I've always respected about Pauly is that, like unlike his co-star Stephen Baldwin who was manic um, <laughs> who was crazy man a good good heart but crazy man uh, but Paulie was like you know he, he was professional came in knew his lines did, and he knew what his comedy was and and he was hired to do that and he did it so the, I know it seems like it's a Bill and Ted's but it, it, that, as far as I know they may have been inspired by two loony guys but I don't it was not meant to be Bill and Ted's 3 yeah alright there you go definitive answer when are we getting Bill and Ted's 3 uh, there's, there, it's in development. I Is it think. really? Yeah. I mean, the guys who, uh, Alex Winter, you know, he, um, I think he had some issues that sort of sidetracked his like He, he kind of seemed, I don't know him at all, don't know anything about him. Seemed like he might be kind of nutty. Yeah, well, he, he was partnered up with Tom Stern, uh, who's a really, really funny writer. And then that guy just got all screwed up on coke, and, and oh, so his career went down. You mean uh, Tom Stern? Tom Stern, yeah. And uh, but I think they're they're allegedly stuff. Yeah. No, no, he admitted to it. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Yeah. So okay, <laughs> next letter. Uh, hey guys, listener from the beginning, and had to stop when you weren't live on Friday anymore. But that um, was a long time ago. I know, <laughs> I know. But so his his work policy has changed, so he can listen to uh, every day now. I uh, guess I picked the right week to subscribe back to since Dan's back, at least for another week. Uh, and uh, his question is, why all the fuck Cleveland? I live an hour south of Cleveland, and Cleveland's good for concert venues. But I think you, uh, but I think what you guys should be saying is fuck Cleveland sports because they're useless. 
Just thought I'd throw in my two cents. Useless? Are you it's kidding been, me? Been over Decades a year. of Let me failure? <laughs> that's, that's informed me as a man. This is not useless. Oh, oh I see. It's like, it's like a boy named Sue. Yeah, it's brought the glass ceiling down into the basement. Right. So it, it, tough, it makes you tough. Oh, goddamn right. <laughs> so can't wait uh, to hear tough. The, the new episode Tuesday, <laughs> and I'll be listening in. Jeff from Ohio. P.S. Super excited for the Veronica Mar- Mars movie. Uh, that's a great letter. So... Yeah, that is a okay. Great, so, so that was a great. I'm, I'm going to say this, this one more time, so everyone knows. I I don't have anything. This is Steve, uh, Steve Kruger, <laughs> the Krugs. the Kruger. <laughs> I have been called the Krugs. Really? I don't hate Cleveland. I don't. Uh, I've never been to Cleveland. I don't yeah. think I've ever been to Ohio. Uh, it, it is merely to shit on Bill's hopes and dreams and love of a city <laughs> that he. I'm seeing a he, dynamic. He's uh, a city he enjoys so much that he has left, which um, in and of itself is. Ultimately, very Cleveland. That's hashtag fuck. You mean Cleveland is an inferior complex city? It's one of those that, like, we're we're perennially the also rans. And I should be the one because I am from Boston, and people from Boston love to talk about Boston. That's that's the it's a a game for them. And I never talk. I couldn't wait to get out of there. Like I said, uh, sports and racism. I I had enough. So, um, but I am not those who live near Cleveland. Or our fans of Cleveland, I am not shitting on your city. I'm sure it's wonderful. Can just, I can I even just take a step further? Me. Can I take, take it a little step me. further? I'd like to take us on a if do we have like a going back in time kind of sound effect? Uh, can yeah, I, I take us here. I'd like to take us a little back in time. Uh heading back in time with James now and hundred and sixteen years ago, it's eighteen ninety six. A ruthless <laughs> politician slash paper owner, William McKinley. From, from the town of Cleveland, the great industrial powerhouse that's fueling, fresh off winning a civil war from the products of their industrious people, <laughs> elect him as a two-term president until he's shot in the face, beginning a hundred years of Cleveland's downslide. Point being... <laughs> nice. Wow. <laughs> Point being, Cleveland was... A, I mean, like, the North won the Civil War yeah. because the industrial, the money, the people, and the industrial seat of power, which basically was industrial Ohio, mm-hmm. which was commandeered by Cleveland. So this inferiority complex, I think, is because of a 100-year decline from the heights. But the point being, the Shaker Heights, you were actually once atop top of the heap. It was a city that yeah. made men tremble. Uh, the, the, the Indians South used to win to its the World Series. Uh, That's right. It was considered the gateway to the North for any of the uh, Southern musicians who were trying That's to tour. Right. So um, I, I just wanted been a to long, say it's that steady history, decline. But it was there. It wasn't like you yeah. never got there, and you've always seen the, the the promised land, but never were there. The the problem is you were there. There's a you great, ruled the roost. There's a great uh, uh, book called Crooked River Burning, which. Uh, dovetails that decline with a couple uh, a romantic couple's rise and fall and decline. Oh, really? Yeah, it's fascinating. And, it, and there's so much that I didn't realize uh, originated in Cleveland, like Dorothy Fulltime in the first talk shows, uh, Stokes, the first black mayor, like all these things I didn't realize came from Cleveland. And right. uh, the best line in the book is uh, when Kennedy's assassinated. And That's ev- always the best line. Everyone's reaction was, <laughs> oh, thank God that didn't happen in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> really? <laughs> so Darren wants to know where does the film Detroit Rock City open up in? One Cleveland. Fucking a. By the way, in that last exchange uh, between you two or with you two, I 
I, I saw a spinoff, uh, Twatterson and the Krugs. <laughs> I think I it's think. Tweeters. Or <laughs> Krugs the, control. That'll be my that'll that, be my catchphrase. Yeah, that'll be my catchphrase in the show. Twatterson uh, and the Krug. Twatterson, get in here. Uh, it's Tweeters. But to answer the answer the, <laughs> to answer the, uh, the 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 printed mail that arrived at the uh, Smodcast headquarters here. <laughs> I I don't hate Cleveland. It, it's it's like a little thing now for fans of the show. It's a, it's a Baba Booey or what yes, have you. It's a joke. fuck fuck Cleveland. It's an inside joke. I but don't hate Cleveland. We love Cleveland. I've never been to Cleveland. I probably will never go. But And let's punctuate that with... Or we could get a Kickstarter going to raise some money to ship us all to Cleveland to do a podcast or there. Or just save Cleveland. And, or, save, right. or just save Cleveland. So by, when we, we say need fuck a few Cleveland, thousand. we actually mean save Cleveland. Save Cleveland. So fuck Cleveland. Fuck Cleveland. There it is. And Darren says, uh, the PS Fuck Cleveland started with his second letter... Uh, the 29th of January. Oh, it's, thank you, Darren. Darren. You thank should, you, Darren. You should plant a flag and stake your claim. So when uh, the city's back on top, we have you to thank. Yes. Hello, gentlemen. <laughs> With the success of Veronica Mars, wondering what other shows you bring back as a TV or movie. We went through that. Cover that. On the opposite end of the, stre- the spectrum, are there any shows uh, that everyone else seems to love, but you don't understand what's so great about it? Keep up the great work. I can't listen live because he's a teacher. That would be bad if you listen to this in class. Hi, kids. How's everyone uh, doing? Yeah. <laughs> and that's from Chris... Burke. So thank you, Chris. Um, I can't dig Breaking Bad. I recognize it as being what? very wow. well performed. That literally, wow. But I will Dabs. say this: I've given it a season and a half, which wow. is more than I've ever given. All right, any the, show. the new catchphrase is "fuck Bill." And I, I love Brian <laughs> no. Cranston. I think he's absolutely deserving. This is a, this of, is a of, weed versus the chaff thing. And I like and I like serious, Aaron Paul. And I'm glad the show. Say Big Bang Theory. I'm, I'm glad the show successful. Bite your tongue. That is a <laughs> fucking funny shit. No, it's horrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad the show's successful. I just can't. I can't. It's sink not, my teeth into it. It's you not for you. Can't get your head around quality TV. No, what we it understand. is. Oh. No, what it is is that I I I don't get fired up by shows or movies right. or books. I didn't like Confederacy of Dunces. Where, oh my god! Where I can't root for anybody. Where I don't like. Okay, Mister Studio Note. So they should have made them all more likable. I'm gl- hey, I, like I said, I'm glad it's Everyone successful. Out there, the reason that Hollywood is dying is because of notes like Bill Tweedersons. I this said morning. I'm glad it's successful. <laughs> it cannot be for me and still be successful. I'm not complaining about you want, Breaking oh. Bad. I'm answering the question honestly. Breaking I gave Bad. it 15 episodes, and I was like, I don't like any of these people, and I don't care what happens to them. So I'm not going to keep watching it. <sighs> I'm, I'm I'm crying. You're wrong. <laughs> just, at a, at a certain no, point, there's an objective. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, you know what? I respect the boldness of you saying that one of the greatest TV shows and greatest novels of all time are full of shit. I have nowhere to go with that. I'm stunned. I'm at 24. I, I, they're making one, right? They're making a movie. A movie. Yeah, yeah. Why? What is it going to be called? Two and a half I like hours? No, it's gonna, your life, you'll never get back. It's going to last 24 hours. And we're all <laughs> going to watch right? it it's re- in real time. It's like, well, I'm, I'm gonna going with you because at least I'll eat. <laughs> I'll get a good meal. So for Bill, we've got Saved by the Bell. Hey, no, no, I, I, I love film noir. I love tortured characters. I love, I love uh, you know, people who aren't just all good or all bad. I just kept waiting for a reason to care, and I just Walt's didn't. Cancer? That's what got me through the first 13 episodes. But the journey... Okay, here's the thing. I, I guess I give it to you, except that the show is is called Breaking Bad. I mean, like, it, mm-hmm. it's told you in advance 
that's the Scarface. That doesn't theme. mean I have to like I it. I think I think Steve says it. Best. I don't like, feel that's, duped. That's true. Some people that's don't true. like this. That's true. I don't feel duped. Yeah, I mean, I guess like I can't argue. I mean, and I, I do think I, I do think it's absolutely quality television. Um, just there were just too many right. people. I, I couldn't stand the wife. I couldn't stand the wife's sister. I so, just I so, spent so much time being irritated. Yeah. James, what what other TV shows don't you? James, James, James. James? James. So James. what else? No, one, uh, no, one, no one's manning James the boards. Uh, Who's boarding no, the man? Look, that's bold. That's bold. <laughs> that's bold. Uh, uh, yeah, that has floored I me. My, my brain is empty now. You, I can't. Do you have any shows that, that I that I that you don't care that for? everybody loves that, that everybody you don't care for? Because uh, James, I, no, I just have it. something to change uh, Bill's mind. I have a little. Uh, this is directly <laughs> from the hands of Brian Cranston. This oh is, really? It's a little uh, blue. What is it called? Blue magic. Oh, that's oh. The, the blue meth. Crystal blue James persuasion. Holding I'm holding up a baggie meth. of, yes, fake. Yeah, Let's make sure it's that. sugar candy, but there it oh, is. Oh, that's a good tweet, Peterson. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, hey, you got tweet, my name right. Tweet that, bitch. Um, what? I, let's, it's a good question, though, and, since, and, I, and I actually respect that Bill has opened himself up to that's a big one. That's, uh, that's, on those that's And I knew I would be. What, is, what, what, are, what are popular so shows, for me, quality shows like, that I I l- want to like Veep because I like all the elements that are in it. I yeah, just don't yeah. really have fun watching it. Um, but people don't really. That's not a revered show. That's a it's, small. It's critically audience. acclaimed. Yeah, though, but yeah. yeah. I'm trying to. Th- I mean, um, like I, I never. I, but I, uh, okay, I have a minor one. I mean, this is, it, because I don't feel as strongly as I think Bill does. But like, I like Homeland. <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. I, I feel like it's one note. But I. I, I but I'm, yeah, I'm like I. I don't. I. If I find it. I don't mind straining my credit. I like. I don't mind suspending disbelief. I feel like they've asked me to suspend too much disbelief. It, it's shot. too I contained. I feel yeah. like. Where, where is this going to go? That uh, Bill just needs to give it one more episode. That's what, <laughs> just what everybody more. said about just every one. show. It was just about ever given up. Just about. Right, so well, oh my, my, that's mine. Mine was BSG. I just I, I found it humorless. Who? Wait, what? Battlestar Galactica. I couldn't get through the pilot. Oh. And I tried three times. Yeah, I found it three humorless. Times. I, I mean, I, I'm sure if I gave it more. Attention. Edward James Almos, humorless. <laughs> we we got to get up. We got to get off this podcast. James, we do another take. I couldn't understand a word you're saying. Okay, and action. <laughs> we got to get off this. <laughs> no, we're not. Get, we're not getting it. The line is: we need to get off this planet. We need to get off this planet. Look, I didn't see the dog in it, and I was done. <laughs> right. Where's my electronic dog? Where's the fucking dog? Boxy. I'm out. Is yeah, Box Box Moxie. Moxie, Moxie or Boxie? Boxie, yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And, and Starbucks was a girl? Come That's on, man. You're fucking with my childhood yeah. here. Yeah, but she was a tough one. Yeah, she, she was. You, I mean, I, I masturbated to it. I but did. I liked the, the show, point but not is, enough to not enough to pillory if you're not liking it. Right. I was found entourage. I mean, I still watched it because it was a guilty I pleasure. Totally I could watch it. Um, I also had the misfortune of being right next to their uh, their offices uh, on a show and would listen to them brainstorm especially with uh, storm mocky mock in the room and i would go oh my god this is the worst idea and then a couple months later i'm like oh there they are those are the bad ideas went from the room to production to my team it was like the first year there was some infectious kind of fun like all that wish fulfillment that made it and then every and i watched almost every episode yes but i was filled with such self-loathing that i was watching it i really thought it was a terrible show (laughs) Yes, and the, and I fully cognizant the knowledge that all of them don't care what I think at all as they went on their merry way to successful Hollywood TV stardom. It's I, it really was, uh, and I think somebody mentioned earlier it was um, the Jay Moore show um, Heat action. or Action. 
which was a great comedy about Hollywood. Hollywood is a very difficult so subject. So acerbic. To, oh, my God. And I, I loved it. And then uh, Entourage comes along, and it's basically what the mid what people from Cleveland would imagine Hollywood is like. Right. But it's it, it's based in no reality whatsoever. And it was like, uh, all right, I, I, mean, I, I get it. Whereas success. hot in Cleveland is what people from L.A. think Cleveland is like. <laughs> and it's but not it, based it in any like, kind of reality whatsoever. It doesn't have a bunch of uh, haggard comedian, <laughs> comic actresses. Collecting paychecks? That's not what Cleveland's like? The thing is, is like, I kind of, I mean, like, I don't, I mean, I get what they were doing in terms of, I, I say four likable guys just in the sense of people who like the show, kind of like them. Yes. The, like, su- succeeding and ultimately having a soulful success in Hollywood, like, I, I guess I don't begrudge them that journey. I just found it so like falsely uninteresting. But I think it's, knowing that the Hollywood journey is so much more complex than that. But I but I don't begrudge people out there because like oh, hey, yeah. we just want to see pe- characters sexy, we like do well. Yeah, it's a sexy yeah. fantasy. I mean, it's like yeah. the the yeah, the frat I mean, version. So I get it. I it's just the frat version of Sex in the City. Yeah. It's yeah, and that's so. what people some people watch TV for. Bill, did we lose you because we pillared you for Breaking oh, Bad? No, I just started getting. I was re- going to respond to some tweets, oh, but okay, I can do no, it on no, the air. I don't want to. I was trying to call you out. I just felt bad. Because, no, 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 like, no. I'm worried. I, hey, I'm I've had this conversation you... a million times. Okay, so you, and, and like I said, you got a thick skin. You're nervous. Absolutely to it. respect. But okay. I've been hearing "fuck Cleveland" every five minutes for the last <laughs> three months. Of course, I got this. Um, and and, and I, I absolutely respect the show and and the accolades that it's got. And I want more shows like that. It's just for me personally. Not your thing. I love. Okay, the, like someone says, "Well, I must hate the Wild Bunch." <laughs> no, it's one of my favorite films because there's a redemption in it. Um, and that's what I love about that movie. Uh, I also love that, and I read this. Whereas in Breaking love, Bad, as you say, right, it, it, yeah. it, programmed into the show, it just keeps getting worse. That is part and of everybody the, in it keeps getting worse, journey. and that yeah. that to me, that kind of spiral didn't didn't sit well with you. Yeah. William Holden's face, and I'm not kidding, is my is one of my favorite parts of Wild Bunch because like he you know been this incredibly handsome actor, and then he had a, a low, he wasn't around much in the mid '60s, yeah, and this is a comeback film, and his sort of. Still handsome but ruined face was kind of the perfect metaphor for the, the ruined West. Yeah, that Peckinpah was depicted the end of this. It was the ruined, most perfect casting. Yeah, William absolutely. And, and that beginning line was like, if, was it, if he moves, kill him. The yeah. way he says that, I can't do that line. Nobody can. The way Holden says that is so. Uh, but then movie. all of them who who seem to be unredemptive people at the end risk. I mean, all die in the name of trying to save Angel. Who's well, a guy that just met? Yeah. and it was my... so they don't even. It's silent. He just gets up. He walks to him. It's like we're, we're and then they walk for like ten minutes. That's right. And what do you want? Like that walk is so. William we Holden, want Angel. William Bam, Holden's face is my my favorite emo band. <laughs> they were at South by Southwest this year. I saw yeah. them. It was great. I, I live tweeted the show. William, Holden, you, William Holden's face. Told my Scorsese story vis-a-vis this yes. on the the year mm-hmm. the, the Wild Bunch. Oh no 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 go go for it. Okay. Oh no you did tell that that we're being photographed. Should I go for it or not? A short version. Short short version for for the two guys. produced produced a uh, uh, a short Marty and I produced a short film for Ileana Douglas in the nineties. Sorry, I know the name, but I don't know why. Uh, actress in the nineties, and at the time she was she was dating Martin Scorsese. She, was she in, gets um, raped in Cape Fear. Uh, yep, and she, walk in the face. And it was called Boy Crazy Girl Crazy. Marty and I produced it. it was a lot of fun. And as a as a reward, I think Marty was out of town. Scorsese was in town. And she said, Let, we'll have lunch with him. So, wow. And, um, Marty I, and Marty. I made a mistake. Wasn't he wasn't oh, able to go. Not. So, was it was tournament. Ileana, myself, <laughs> oh, this producer, Ruth, and Mark Scorsese eating at Ruth's house. Just the four of us. And I come over. And I made the mistake of going to get a haircut. And I decided to get my haircut super short. And the guy went too far. And he pretty much shaved me bald. So, I showed up. And everybody was thrown off. And I looked th- like thuggish and stupid. Maybe I looked like that normally. But that's. 
And so we were having a very dull lunch because I didn't know what the f to say to Mario. Sure, he probably right. was like, "I'm doing this to reward Ilya." Right, I'm like, like I'm being paraded around. So lunch. So he was in town because he was doing the Wild Bunch re-release. You remember he he's the one who commandeered the the restoration and re-release yeah. of that. This was like 15 years ago, and because lunch was going so poorly, I was thinking. Uh, like I need to, I I need to say something. Not to get as I knew that I would never work with this was not going to lead to anything. Right. I just want something interesting. So, and I didn't even believe this. Wild Bunch is one of my favorite movies of all time, and I just said, "Yeah, but don't you think that the the violence in the Wild Bunch is a little passe?" <laughs> 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 oh and he God. went off, <laughs> and it was the greatest next forty five minutes of my life because out of a kind of infuriated anger, he gave me a 45-minute Martin Scorsese lecture on The Wild Bunch and why like, oh, I couldn't brilliant. be there. I was the wrongest human being of all time. Secretly right. grinning. And it was like, this is what I wanted, baby. <laughs> Masterclass. And it was fantastic. So the sacrifice was is Martin Scorsese thinks I'm an idiot. <laughs> The but the upshot is I would have never otherwise I would have had ten more minutes of a boring lunch and never seen him again. Yeah. Instead, I got a, a master class and, and on one of my favorite movies. From well done, there. that's one of my favorites of all time they're, by far. They're no longer together. She's now married, right? Uh, yeah. I, I I don't know. What's up. I'm talking. But she has the a, Wild Bunch is also no longer together. They yes, they, they got yes, down they, at the end. Right. But uh, <laughs> them together in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Ileana has a, a a TV sh- or not a TV show, but a web series oh, with right. IKEA and I think Yahoo. Oh. Oh, I read about that. So it's uh, where she plays herself, and she quits her job uh, in Hollywood to work at the IKEA in Burbank, and they film it there, you mm-hmm. know. And so it's very funny. And uh, so we wish well. it gets wish back to time. what we were talking about earlier about you know is this is Kickstarter a game changer? You know, a paradigm shift. And yeah. you know, there's just tons of opportunities for for stars to do stuff or. Famous people. Like yeah, how about opportunities for you and me to do stuff, Marnie? Give me a fucking break. W- look where you're sitting. You're doing stuff, baby. <laughs> this is it. This is the future. The this is the pinnacle. You I've made, made it. it. You, made that's it. why you're a merp. Oh, I thought of a show I don't get that everyone loves. True Blood. Boobs. Boobs. I, do I don't care about boobs. Like, I don't care I about boobs. Argument for the first two seasons, but then it starts I, to fall it's apart. It's like a bad. It's a bad soap opera with boobs, and I, I, I just I don't get. I, and I love boobs. Alan Ball, and I, I was boobs. like, oh, the concept boobs is so. The, the concept is so intriguing. I just don't get it. I, you know what I, the, I'm. People I'm a are fan obsessed with of it. Then I still watch it out of like well, it's gone to hell, but I still watch it. But I can't argue with you. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like that, I, I don't s- fault you for like. Oh, there's, there's more mail. Dearest morning show. <laughs> oh boy, <laughs> we've been in the mail sack <laughs> this whole time. Yeah. Having uh, watched many of your cinematic suggestions from last week, this is from Chris Brown in Saskatchewan. I must say the general's great. Biodome has a certain charm, but let's move on. Zardoz was surprisingly good and has some relevant themes for the modern age that may not have been considered uh, then, which would make for a decent remake. Hmm, interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, well, let's see. Kickstarter. Yeah. Uh, I thoroughly <laughs> enjoyed Who's Myra Breckenridge. Hopefully, we'll get to The Pianist and Fast Times at Ridgemont High today. Hoping for more suggestions, looking to fill the old Olivia role. Oh, Olivia, hi. Uh, Olivia still listens. So, um, uh, Point Blank. Point Blank. The Borman film. Yeah. Masterpiece. Any of the, any of the other Borman Masterpiece. films. Masterpiece. Yeah. Um, speaking of a long scene of somebody walking. Oh, my God. That <laughs> film is so good. 10 minutes of him walking down the hallway. So good. You know what I liked? I liked and that's that, you know that's a tunnel at LAX. Is that what that is? Yes, okay. oh. that one that goes underneath. I think it's the American Airlines terminal, but it it's a, it's that. The- I miss the era of lanky, angry faced villains. 
or uh, yeah, uh, anti-heroes, like, uh, the Lee yeah. Marvins and yeah. the James Coburns and the Steve McQueen. We wasn't that yeah. lanky, but the, Medium yeah. Cool is a great one. Uh, Haskell Wexler, the one yeah. film he directed. I think Point Blank is a, like an awesome mount. Since we're also getting close to running out of time, Point Blank is an awesome. If you haven't seen it, okay, see yeah. movie. Is that um, great scene where he, uh, he he's he just chose not to deliver any of his lines to the to the the female, and, the, and then she's just scrambling and like realized that he just wasn't going to deliver his lines. Yeah. He just sits there smoldering, and she just has to do, carry the whole. I would say the hit, that's improvised. The hit with yeah, Stephen Frears yes. with uh, Terrence Stamp and Tim Roth. You know, and if you want to do it, because of the there are the the same era, one American and one uh, English is why don't you do a double feature of Point Blank and the and Get Carter? Oh, brilliant! We get Carter is one of my favorite movies yeah, of all time. Good call. Do that if you want to see the the height of sixties. Surreal gangster thriller on both sides. Like it, the, both of those are fantastic, hard as nails. Yeah. Interesting movies. That is that is the tone that I miss so much in yeah, films. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to get back to that. Yeah. Uh, and then he also wants to give a shout out to his dodgeball team, the Mystical Seventeen. Hey, hey, Go hey. Seventeen! Go fighting Seventeen! Another great Go season. Mystical <laughs> Mystical Seventeen. Dan, we have been delighted to have you back. And are we wrapping this fucker up? Well, yeah, I guess we got to. Um, yeah, you know what? So, Thanks so much for having me back these two weeks. And I, uh, I don't, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, because I got family things to attend to. I, I just am not sure when I'm going to be back. But I would love to sit in again when I am. Do you think you're going to be back right. before the second season two starts? Oh, uh, yeah. It, it is my hope that the Veronica Mars movie shoots in in Southern California, oh, course, and yeah. therefore I would be here. Uh, so, you know, but who knows what my schedule will be and you guys. So I'd love to just, you know, sit in as I can. And uh, it's been fun talking to you guys as always. All right. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, we can be found at Nooner Dan Marty, Nooner Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, Bill Twatterson. Tweet, it's Tweeterson. <laughs> oh, it, oh, I see it is. Oh, I didn't get that yeah. right. But I thought it was uh, Twatterson. At Steve Kruger. Uh, Steven. <laughs> Steven Kruger. With a PH. Please. Uh, uh, at Marnio. At, at Dan Etheridge. Yeah, at right. DJM Master. Yes. And, um, I, you know, please, please uh, take care of my show in my absence. <laughs> mighty, See you mighty, next, next never. Tuesday. Mighty big shoes to fill. See you next Tuesday. <laughs> oh, if that fuck, I'm the tip that fuck. I'm the tip that fuck. I'm the tip that fuck. This has been a production of Smudcast Internet Radio.